0: Powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Drew State Studios in California. It's episode 237 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we welcome back Claudio Sroy. And, as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Saga Cigars raises Reyes introduced another chapter of the saga, Saga Celez. Celez is a Spanish word that means leisure after work in the spirit of the standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Celes is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Celez carries a blend of Criollo, Yolo and Puerto Cubano wrapped in a selected ecuador shade Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three sizes at an affordable price. Ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014, this Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobacco, has been carefully hand-selected, and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo cigars a family-owned and operated company, headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Select Hione Vintage, the Perdomo Double H12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Albano Bourbon barrel Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Mensa 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of their Cadojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Nestle, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of Farmer, Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app via your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome everybody. This is Primetime Episode 237. This is the first show of August 2022, August 4th. Uh, Will Cooper here. I'm on the black stage here in the Perdomo Cigar Studios. And I'm joined uh, cross-country by my friend and colleague, Mr. Aaron Umas. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, we just had, I think, this, um, it's been an interesting summer here. Um, we had, and we've had some occasional thunderstorms come in. We probably had the biggest band of thunderstorms to come through through the year, uh, tonight. I mean, it was one of those waves that came through. We had several waves of that. Um, I haven't looked at a weather map, but I'm imagining that's why the Phillies game's delayed right now. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that this was a big band, uh, and they're probably going, because they're going through a rain delay up in Philadelphia right now, uh, in, in the, in the game with, uh, Washington. So, um, but I know we were just talking in the green room before the show.
1: You've had an interesting day. Yeah, uh, we are uh, in fire season here in California, and uh, we had a fire very close to our home, uh, about a mile from the house. Um, So uh, that was a fun afternoon. I think they just got it under control maybe like an hour and a half ago, something like that. So um, lucky kind of based on where we're at, there's like a, a winery between myself and, uh where the fire was so there would have been some pretty clear areas but um the fire crews here top notch so the helicopters were out dumping water and all that stuff so um thankfully you know it didn't get any closer than that yeah i remember when i was out there i
0: think i was telling you last year i remember some of the the fires that i saw for the first time and what the effects of them and but i do remember a lot of those dry hills you guys have in that area um that kind of over you know overshadow is that the closest you've had a fire come
1: to the house Yes. Yeah. there was one a couple of years ago um, that was uh, to the south of us, but it was a little further away from us, but it was uh, very close to Rob's house. So he lived he and I live about 15 minutes away from each other. Right. So he had one that was probably about a mile from his house a couple of years ago. And now this one's a mile from my house. So and, we got it. Got it. We got it from both sides. So, um, OK, so no rumor that you know, Seth didn't like leave his cigar out
0: there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I when don't think was, so. When he was. No. <laughs> There's a lot. No. So glad everyone's safe on that. Um, and, uh, yeah. So like I said, uh, otherwise I can't complain. Good week. Uh, and, uh, excited about, you know, the acquisitions we made with, with the Phillies. So, um, yeah. can't complain about that. Uh, Noah was okay tonight. He wasn't great. Um, but let's see what happened. You know, they, they were up when, when the delay happens, So, right. um, he can't get a loss. So. We'll see what happens if, they, if that game gets in. I don't know if they restarted it or not because I don't have the TV on now. So so uh, we'll find out for sure. Yeah, they're still in a
1: rain delay. Yep.
0: Uh, but, yeah, we have a great show tonight. And uh, we're we'll bringing back a guest we haven't had on in a long time. Uh, and it's going to be good to catch up with him and find out what he's up to. Um, he's Claudio Sroy. And we're going to bring him on. Claudio, welcome back to Primetime.
2: Hi, wheeler Hi, Arona. And I, uh, to everybody that connected, uh, you know, to spend a couple of hours with us uh, tonight. We, 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 appreci- we appreciate it a great deal. Um, you know, uh, I appreciate that you put the, uh, uh, this live show at 10 p.m. Man, I'm an old guy now. Last <laughs> time I, was, I was young, skinny, you know, I was like a full of energy. Now I'm kind of old and slow, so uh, it's okay. It's okay. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, West Coast fans like it, though,
0: because they can yeah. actually watch this show while they're not yes. at work or something like that, which is good. Um, I've had to adjust my schedule. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I do take go to sleep before this show. Um, I didn't today. so. See, yeah. You see, I'm not lying,
2: and uh, what I said is true. And <laughs> yes. Aaron is laughing. so yes. you
1: know <laughs> It's a great time slot for me.
2: It's a but great time Aaron, slot. You know what? Uh, very happy that nothing happened. I remember when Rob, uh, you know, had uh, some fire uh, around his house uh, at that time. Uh, uh, it was uh, in my team. Man, uh, we were all worried and uh, very happy that nothing happened. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, very happy about your T-shirt. I don't know Yeah, but uh I think you remember something the last uh, IPCPR or Yes, or something, Absolutely. We we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, all right, Claudia, I'm going to uh, let's let's kind of ask the question here. Um you are now um a consultant and um you have a company called CST Consulting. Yes. And I think the question we have on your minds is What's a consultant doing in the cigar industry?
2: I'm basically sitting in my office smoking cigars the entire day. <laughs> That's my job. It's not bad. But uh, yes, uh, early uh, uh, last year, I founded uh, my company, uh, as you said, uh, CST Consulting, uh, based in Miami. And uh, I consult. But the problem is uh, what's, a, what's a consulting company in cigars or uh, premium cigar industry and, uh, and all that stuff. As, uh, as I said, uh, every time I present myself now uh, saying uh, I'm a consultant, uh, everybody's like, oh, nice. Uh, what do you mean about uh, you are a consultant? right? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty much uh, uh, if you want uh, uh, a lot of things. Because uh, uh, within my agency or consultancy, we go from uh, the seed down to the ash. What it means? It means uh, you are a company or a brand or someone that wants to start a brand or uh, a major company, a small company or a medium-sized company that uh, you know, wants uh, uh, to get more knowledge or wants to get the next step or wants to have something a little bit different, you know, you call a consultant. In other industry, you know, in engineering industry, in production companies of, uh, I don't know, I want to say plastic or wood or whatever, you always call a consultant when you need something more than you are doing or different than you are doing within your company. So you call a consultant, which is a very, very easy. It's something that the industry, other industries are very familiar, but within the cigar industry, it is not something very familiar because uh, I, I'm the first one. So uh, I don't know, stupid example, you wanna start to your brand, you call me. I can tell you uh, mistakes uh, that someone did in the past or where you should go to make uh, that kind of cigar. I can blend the cigar for you. I can source the tobacco. I can check the quality control uh, in a factory. I can make your strategy in marketing, international distribution. I can set up your logistic. Uh, I mean, it is very, very. uh, How can I say? uh, Really, from the seed down to the ash. That's that's kind of uh, the 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 figure of the 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 character of consultant, Uh, and it's not only that. Like uh, giving uh, the uh, the knowledge uh, and. what you should do, because you know, after uh, more than twenty years in industry, you know, we know something, we saw something, <laughs> we have been doing something, but it is as well which is uh, for me the most critical point: uh, the things uh, you should avoid or the mistakes uh, you shouldn't do. That's uh, critical in the cigar industry, especially now during a boom of the cigars uh, in United States uh, and uh, I should say pretty much uh, worldwide you you uh,
0: you mentioned 20 years and you have a lot of, I mean, you, a lot of people know you from your time uh, as president of Mombacho. You, you were also with Davidoff before that, correct?
2: Oh, yeah. I spent uh, nine years with Davidoff yeah. in different positions in different yep. countries. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, you bring,
0: like, a lot of experience into this role. And I imagine during that time, you must have seen a need for this, right? Because otherwise you wouldn't have kind of gone in at, at, like you've gone in with this um what are these just things that you've seen over the years that you know like people just weren't doing things right how did you kind of come up with this idea that you were going to be this consultancy to kind of do the types of things you were talking about to help help out people with this
2: you know we are in august uh, 2020 uh but the first time uh, i showed myself i presented myself as a consultant it was uh, in 2009 Okay. So it's not new, okay? This is something that it goes back uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, maybe. Uh, because, uh, you know, having been through the entire process uh, of uh, when you have a seed, and then you go, okay, what kind of soil? Uh, which one is the grower for that kind of seed? Where? How? Then you get that. And then you learn uh, how they are drying uh, those leaves, and if you want, uh, we go up uh, in the chain uh, with all the, uh, the rings in that chain of uh, fermentation uh, and preparation and aging and blah, blah, blah. When I got back, when I get, uh, when I got to United States in 2009, uh, I was like, uh, you know what? It's already uh, 10 years uh, I'm in this. And I'm seeing that there is nobody in the market that can help someone you know, in that kind of uh, mindset of saying, uh, okay, I'm missing something, who can I call you that? Because uh, there is always, uh, you know, there is a huge problem in the cigar industry. Cigar industry, many, many characters, uh, I know everything. I've been uh, uh, 25th generation growing up under a yeah. tobacco plant, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm Cuban, uh, I'm Dominican, uh, I'm this, so I know tobacco. which is not true, because if you are Cuban, if you are Nicaraguan, it doesn't (laughs) mean you know about the vacuum, right? Right, (laughs) So you're going to go through uh, different steps. So when I went uh, to all those different steps, uh, and I had the huge responsibilities uh, in the uh, position I had uh, uh, within Davidoff in those years, uh, I said, uh, you know what? I can help someone. So when I moved uh, from uh, uh, Europe uh, to the United States uh, in 2009, I was already a consultant and I had uh, several contracts and uh, you know, I worked a lot uh, as a consultant uh, back in 2009. So if you want to, for me, it is not something new now that I founded uh, my uh, CST consulting company. It is just like being back. Right. Be a consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like
0: you reactivated going back into that.
2: It is a, uh, you know, Will, it's a, uh, it's kind of my passion. Uh, okay, let's not to talk about passion of cigar, tobacco, and blah, blah, blah. I think... Aaron, that, Aaron will be happy about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you guys have covered enough. Right right, 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 right. About me. Right. Uh, it is uh, now the passion to share more than 20 years of experience, uh, you know, with those guys uh, that they are saying, okay, I want to start my company. I want to grow tobacco. I want to open my factory. I want to make my blend. And they are just like passionate as we are, but they are kind of lost because they are new, right? Or they are just smokers or they had just one experience and they want to enter into an industry that in these days, I should say it's very easy to get into that, but very easy to make mistakes. Very, very easy.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you are someone that wants to come
2: in and, and
1: make a cigar, right, and you don't know anything, you don't know anybody, and you walk into a a, a you know a factory or whatever, yeah. you're kind of at the mercy of the factory as to yeah. how serious they're going to take you. Are they going to take you for a ride? All that stuff. So if you can work with somebody that can tell you. Yeah. yeah, maybe you don't want to work with these guys. Maybe these guys are some good choices. We can kind of figure out, talk to these guys. Like, I, I can see how that help is valuable, you know, especially yeah. if you are able to, uh, you know, position yourself that you, that you can um, aid them in not getting put in those bad situations.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, oh, I'm a huge lover of uh, single malt. Uh, you know, I drink a single malt. I have a few dollars in my in my pocket. Let's go to yeah. Scotland to make it my brand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go, oh boy, help yourself. Right. Yeah. right? right. It is extremely complicated. <laughs> yeah. Because especially in these days, uh, that again we are seeing uh, such a huge boom in cigars. Uh, to get lost, to get lost because uh, man, for me it's sad to see such a huge passion and people that could be very talented to create something. That they are in the mercy of, uh, as you said, uh, which one is the factory, which one is the master blender, which one is the price, uh, which one is the tobacco, which one is the uh, wrapper. And I can go on and on and on. Yeah.
0: You know, you know, Claudia, we see it when when folks do leave a very successful run at a company. And I think you had a very successful run at Mombacho. You Thank know, a you. lot of people will right away say, well, you know, if they can do it, like they'll... Assuming there's not compete, don't interfere with it, right? They'll go start their own brand. Was that something you considered, like after leaving Mombacho, or was it kind of
2: this is what you wanted to get back and do? Uh, I think I, I left the Mombacho because uh, in the back of my head, uh, and uh, you know, within uh, my inside and gut feeling, there were still some consulting love. Mm-hmm. And consulting a kind of a mindset that I really loved. And more than that, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a thing that I think it makes a little bit of difference. There is a, some passion there, but then there is a, something that you really love to do. Okay. Yep. That is painful sometimes. I can tell you a consultant, it yep. is not always the guy that is flying in business. No. That is to the night <laughs> hotel. And uh, look at Aaron; I, he's yeah. uh, laughing because that's that's, I, a, that's a consultant, right? Consultant, yeah. you go action, and you get back home. You know, it's a, like a special op uh, military guy that he goes uh, into an action. But uh, I, again, uh, there is that thing like, uh, okay, guys, uh, I saw so much uh, in more than twenty years uh, that I'm like, uh, uh, there is uh, a bunch of people that deserve. Uh, to be in a kind of better spot, and mm-hmm. they are not because uh, they were lost in the very beginning for those reasons like uh, the factory, the country, the plants, or the sizes, or the price, or, uh, or the logistic or distribution all the things that they're now untouching. Because uh, at the very end of, uh, if you want, the CST consulting, uh, you know. Service of, uh, or better said, the vision, it is just like uh, taught to me to avoid uh, your problems, to make sure that maybe you avoid mistakes. Yep. Pretty sure you avoid mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm I'm uh, very happy because uh, that those ten years uh, between Dominican Republic uh, and other countries within Navidov uh, has been expanded uh, to Nicaragua. As well. Mm -hmm. And while in Nicaragua, contacts that we don't do rest. So if you want to know, there is a a kind of spectrum in the consultancy that went wider than it was uh, back in 2009.
0: Yeah, sure. How so? This is where it's I find this very interesting. You know, so, you know, obviously there's folks consulting what you you mentioned from the seed to the ash, right? And there's different parts of. Uh, product development that that take place but I guess the one that stands out to me the most is is and we're going to get into some of the projects you, you've worked on in a little bit but you know blend development something that you you've I know you worked with with, with uh, like I'm smoking the German engineering cigar we'll, we'll talk about that project in a bit but you kind of went in and, and worked to get these guys a blend but yeah. you have to find a factory to do that and these factories already have a blender in there right so how do you how do you do that, basically? Like, go into someone's factory and say, you know, I want to work with your tobaccos and, and, and do these types of things to, to, you know, you're kind of going into someone else's turf, so to speak, with that. Where they, they maybe, and, and a lot of these factories probably say, we have the knowledge. Like, why do we need you there? So, talk to me a little how that worked.
2: You know, it is a, uh, you know, the uh, cigar industry, first of all, it's a, a relationship industry, Right. Okay. You got to have friends. Right. And you got to be nicer with everybody. Because mm-hmm. everybody is nice uh, with right. everything, right. right? So that's uh, one of the main points uh, there. Then there is uh, a kind of uh, discovery meetings uh, and questionnaires that I send uh, to, uh, uh, to a brand or uh, to a brand owner or mm-hmm. to a factory. For example, let's take, uh, okay, I going to make a blend. So first of all, uh, I need to know you. To know you, it means uh, where are you from? what you have in mind for your cigars, okay? What you want to do with your cigars, where you want to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. Those, those are the main points that I need to know even before to talk about tobacco, okay? Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, I, 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 I try to make a kind of profile of the company and the people behind that. And then uh, we start talking about tobacco. So strength, sizes, uh, profile, character of the cigars kind of aromas, strength of aromas, strength, uh, physiological strength uh, of the cigars. And there, there is a lot of education as well that, that I do with the people that are approaching me to blend their cigars. Because sometimes, uh, you know, when you say, okay, what's your uh, the profile of uh, your physiological strength? They are like, uh, uh, medium. Like, yeah, yeah, but uh, talking medium about what? So there is a lot of work there just to understand where they want to be, what they want to do, what's their ideas. Because then all those things that we can do on Zoom in person in a factory, they're going to be translated in a blender. So it is extremely difficult you know, to, to, to have that translation into a cigar that then they're going to be happy. So the, 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 the work that they always do, for example, again, in a blend, it is not only, okay, you like uh, Connecticut, Tabano, Maduro, uh, Criollo, Corojo, and blah, 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 what's your filler that you like? It is not that. Before that, there is a very long understanding of, of, of the company and where they want to be, you know, with that cigar, that blend, <laughs> before to start, uh, Thinking about, uh, okay, if uh, this is the cigar you want to have, uh, you should be then uh, in Dominican Republic, or should, you should be in Nicaragua, or you should be in Honduras, okay? Because of the profile, the character, and everything they gave me. Right. Then uh, relationship. If uh, I have someone, okay, that he wants to develop uh, the company and sales and plans uh, and new cigars, uh, I got to give them uh, a, a partner that is honest, they're going to respect them right? in terms of uh, pricing, uh, in terms of delivery, in terms of quality, in terms of consistency, there is a, a, such a huge amount of viabilities that it's uh, like a very, very tough job. right? You know, It's not like, uh, okay, Claudio, make a blend for me. Oh, uh, you know what? I have a friend in Nicaragua. I go there, I make a blend, and then I give you samples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot more than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 you know, obviously we've seen a lot of brands kind of work with that. You know, they get some samples from Nicaragua and, and, they, and they say they blended the cigar, you know, so.
2: Well, that's a, that's a, I mean, the last six years maybe, I've been talking about the difference between a master blender and a blender. Right. Okay. These days we have such a huge talent in blending that it's astonishing. Yeah, I smoke some of the cigars from someone that I don't even know the name. I'm like, wow, how you can map with this? Someone at the factory made that for him. And then he's going to say spicier than I thought, and blah, blah, blah. You know, Master Blender, it works uh, behind the scenes. It works uh, uh, from uh, the tobacco sourcing, okay? It's going to try the tobaccos. It's gonna, it's gonna understand how they're gonna age. And then uh, through the process, uh, they're gonna try those tobaccos. And then uh, when they blend, uh, they really know how the blend is gonna be after one, two or three or four months of aging, okay? Because uh, you already did that, uh, but you worked uh, before to make it a blend. So that's a true difference, okay? So don't make a mistake. Someone uh, going down to Nicaragua, they are trying samples and saying, uh, oh. This is beautiful. This is my brand. This is my blend. I did the blend. You try the blend. I don't want to be rough. I don't want to disrespect anybody. Okay. But it's a different job. And again, these days uh, we have uh, huge talents in blending, but not in mastering. that. Right. <clears throat> And would you consider
0: as part of that master blending process, the the consistency going forward? So we have like, a, all right, the blend is developed. You go through all those steps, but now when you're doing ongoing production, what would you say the role of the master blender is at, on that point? Is it to ensure that that production maintains what it should be? Yeah, I, jumped, I jumped on
2: my chair because of course, uh, when you have uh, three, four different tobaccos, uh, and then uh, uh, let me take a, uh, Stupid example, the Seco from Condega. Okay. okay, it's not available anymore. You gotta change that. Right. You can, buy, you can buy Viso from the same farmer, same seed, but not the Seco. Right. I should say maybe Seiko instead of the Viso, because when you go up, right, goes you know more rated and more. Uh... But I mean, when you do not have one tobacco, then there the master blender is coming. Okay, because you're going to make sure that the cigar that you are going to smoke to say yes or not got going to be consistent. So the master blender knows what kind of change it should make to have at the end the same result to have the consistency you are looking for. Okay, for example, from this year, uh, the viso Corte uh, Corte Se, you know, it's not available because you bought only that, there is a Corte Seven it. Okay, cigarette is going to be stronger, stronger flavor. So you got to adjust that. Right. How do you do that? You work the blender, you smoke the, the, the tobaccos one by one, you constructed, you fermented, you aged, so you know how at the end it's going to be. So if you make that change, you already know if one tobacco is coming, what kind of change is going to bring. Right. Right. It is not like, a, I love, uh, man, I got to say that uh, my colleagues uh, got to give me an apologize. You know, I apologize before I have to say that. When someone says, uh, I played with tobacco and I made a blend. Hmm. <laughs> what do you mean for you, Will? Uh,
0: when they play with tobacco, they mean they just kind of uh, made a concoction.
1: Somebody somebody laid out a certain uh, certain kind of tobacco, tobacco that are probably yeah. all going to go together anyway, and they said, "I want
2: this, this, and this," and it, they they yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, I got this, I got that. Let me try if it goes yeah. together, and let's see, and let's see if it goes yeah. Yeah. together. You got to have uh, that design of uh, aroma stimulation, right? Of taste, uh, of consistency, of uh, persistency, of experience. Uh, that then, if you have the, that, that design, you can build up the blend. Okay, you're not just playing with tobaccos, and then you come up with a with a with a blend. It's oh, it's amazing. Yes, you can do that. Many people they do that, but then uh, consistency. How deep you know how you played with tobaccos, right? That's the problem. And then consistency, of course. Uh, getting back to your question. Yep. Yeah no that's
0: uh that's a that's a great point. And and are, I mean are, there are times where when this happens, right? That maybe sure. the master blender goes back and says this is what this is what we're limited to do it, and it's not going to be what it was because we just can't get that tobacco. I mean is that is that yeah. a common thing that happens?
2: Oh yes. Yeah. So especially in boutique uh, factories and boutique brands. Right. Because, of course, uh, they do not have uh, such a huge amount of inventory, the huge factories they have. Mm -hmm. So they have, if you want, uh, uh, a smaller place to play with tobacco. Right. Or a uh, smaller quantity of tobaccos to play with. Okay? So, of course, uh, they want to ensure, first of all, their corn lines. And then, uh, why not? If I have uh, one bale of... uh, of wrappers so that they are a little bit darker, taste uh, you know a little bit different because the priming it's a little bit up uh, from the usual wrapper I buy. Of course, I buy one one bale. Out of one bale, I can do maybe uh, ten thousand cigars, twelve, eight thousand. I don't know, depending on the uh, selection they do. And of course, uh, limited edition, vintage edition, mm-hmm. and uh, how can I say uh, there is a lot more. Aaron, help me. Yeah. 12 batch edition, right? <laughs> right. Anniversary we, edition. Uh, yep. I can keep it going on. Rare tobacco. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep.
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, that that that's interesting. Yeah, that's a that's uh, and like I said, it happens at probably at a small. That, that's understandable. It's gonna happen at a smaller factory just because they're gonna have less tobaccos to work with on that.
2: No, you know, we it can happen with even a uh, bigger and the biggest factories because of yep. course it depends on on what they have there. And uh, remember, tobacco is like a pig. We use everything. Yep. Okay, instead of the vein. But someone is saying the vein is very important in the construction and blah, blah, blah. And don't agree that. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's, uh, it's a, in a factory, if you want, uh, it's a playground. Okay. But you have to know your toys. Right. If you don't know your toys, uh, you are going to scratch your knees. Right. You have, to know, you have to know your toys just to go in the playground to play with that and not scratching your knees. Right. Um, are you involved with
0: helping these factories procure tobacco? I mean, in terms of buying the tobacco, are you help yes, them with your some of them,
2: With some of them, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, one factory, I cannot disclose the name, Right. <laughs> one of the biggest uh, buyers of Connecticut uh, binders in the planet. I'm uh, helping them, uh, you know, to find uh, more binders because mm-hmm. more and more. Right. So, I uh, I did the work of uh, finding uh, already growers, and maybe working with some uh, grower that has uh, new land or enough land to plant uh, the seed that they need for that kind of binder and rubber.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: then yeah.
0: another thing that I see with very small factories, um, and is that when you have a small factory, there's that term pre-industry, which is, mm-hmm. you know, all the tobacco processing and fermentation. Are yeah. you inv- like, And, and uh, that part you don't see in a lot of these small factories. They're, they're really more uh, ro- rolling yeah. galleries. It, is that something also you're involved with, like helping these factories say, all right, you need to maybe improve on your pre-industry and these are things that you could do, mm-hmm. and, and here are people who do that uh, yes. in Nicaragua, DR, or wherever.
2: There is a one particular contractor uh, that I have uh, that I helping them uh, to source the tobacco first, right? Okay. And then I was sourcing the to the, the tobacco, so I helping them uh, kind of uh, uh, fermenting the tobacco so based uh, on the uh, on the uh, let's say quality that right. the that they have uh, when they buy them. So there is a lot of tweaks if it's depending on the priming, depending on the kind of seed, depending if it's a binder and wrapper, then there is a different temperatures, different sizes of the pilons, different, you know, humidities and blah, blah, blah. But yes, yeah, so there is a one specific company I'm doing that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, definitely
0: these are like important things as far as that whole seed to ash goes. Back to the folks who are looking to, to develop a brand. Um, how have you kind of socialized what you're, I mean, I know you've come up with like press releases and stuff, but are you like basically trying to get like, you go in and do a sales pitch with this company and say, here's how I can help you or are companies ringing the phone for you or both. How is, how is that kind of working to start
2: that process? So I think uh, yeah, there is a very uh, easy uh, explication on that very easy answer. When I left the Mombach, I was like, uh, oh, uh, everybody's going to be afraid, uh, like, uh, oh, what's going on there? Maybe there is some problem. Uh, you know, what's about Claudio? Right. Everybody started calling me saying, uh, okay, Claudio, if you now you are free, can we work together? So for me, it was a huge, huge point. Right. Because, uh, you know, the people uh, interested <laughs> already in some consultancy getting back to the conversation of who's a consultant in the right. industry, got that right away, right? And then of course, uh, you know, in the last year with press releases, uh, with some interview, I got the chance to have a couple of, uh, you know, very, very nice articles in uh, Cigar Journal in uh, in other magazines. So uh, you know, the people get used already to Claudio growing. now he's a consultant and he can help a company right. or people or, uh, or other stuff. I can say, and I think it's uh, LinkedIn. (laughs) By LinkedIn, uh, uh, you won't believe that, but uh, yeah, I get a lot of uh, messages from LinkedIn. That's a huge source of, uh, if you want, uh, network Mm -hmm. that I didn't know, I didn't discover before because I always had my profile, but of course, uh, you know, 10 years in Nicaragua, working there and blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh, I don't really need to check my LinkedIn every day. But uh, now messages are coming, you know, uh, the good thing is as well, uh, there is not uh, a region where the, 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 the kind of uh, search is uh, based. There is uh, I have people uh, that I work with in the United States, in Nicaragua, in Dominican Republic, in Europe, uh, uh, in uh, Middle East, uh, <clears throat> and starting in Asia, maybe, mm-hmm. should I say that? we could <laughs> yeah we could but you know until i don't sign the contract
0: right right understood <laughs> all right, understood yeah yeah all right so you so um the other thing like as far as the process goes is is marketing in terms of like coming up with cigar bands um, yeah. yeah um promoting the product you know branding as a whole um and then a little further down with distribution, like a lot of companies I find have a lot of problem getting distribution. Um, They, they can, they can get the blends done and they can get to that point, but distribution is tough. Are these things you're involved with as well?
2: Yes, I do. And for example, uh, my office uh, in Miami is physically within uh, a company that's called the United Tobacco, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: uh, who's an importer and distributor in the United States uh, of premium cigars uh, uh, and other uh, tobacco products. So if you want uh, the the, the, the knowledge uh, uh, into the logistic of uh, importation and distribution, it goes uh, down to fulfillment. Because uh, within uh, uh, my office, physical office uh, downstairs, uh, we have uh, a huge humidor with temperature and humidity where we can keep the cigars, uh, we can do fulfillment, uh, we can do shipments, uh, import, uh, even export from Miami. So there is a What I said that the spectrum of the services the CST consulting can give, uh, it is really from the seed to the ash. Now, Claudius Growing knows really everything about uh, from the seed to the ash. Of course not. So for example, one of the project is to build a brand new uh, factory in the air. I mean, to build. The physical building and everything. I'm not an engineer. Mm-hmm. So I have a team within the CST consulting of industrial engineers, agronomists, and people that can give the expertise that sometimes, uh, uh, you know, I need more than the one I have to give the service to someone. So I don't know about blocks. I don't know about the. Uh, the the height of uh, of a wall uh, in a you know a big barn of a, in a uh, duty free zone in the Dominican Republic to build a factory I don't know that <laughs> but within the company I have uh, people that can work on that too
0: yeah I know we like, when I when I did it in the software world or when I work with consultants in the software world, like for example we'd have to get like documentation written. And they didn't. They maybe didn't have the skill for that. But there was yeah. another consultant they can call yeah. that they partner with to go do that. So it's kind of a similar thing that you have.
2: Yeah, and we. I can name I can name a cigar Sense and Franca Comparetto, very good friend of mine. We yeah. have it. The own cigar Sense and we just built a new uh, partnership and a project where the analytics of uh, seven years of experience uh, and live of cigar sensor uh, with thousand. Uh, of subscribers, you know, we have a data about cigars, size, preferences, strength, uh, you know, kind of wrappers, region, uh, pricing, everything. <clears throat> so we made that in a way that, for example, uh, uh, William, you want to make a cigar coupe cigar. Right. kind of size, a price uh, you should launch uh, in the United States, uh, uh, first time you launch a cigar. We even I, I, I have a data that I can show you saying okay you should be you should be based on this this and that because boom this right. is the data of seven years of work with thousands of people. You know it's a, it's a, it's something that that it goes uh, uh, the, the consultancy goes uh, into okay let's bring something new in the market let's uh, bring uh, some uh, knowledge uh, that i didn't have uh, for example or uh, again we have uh, $10,000 in the pocket before I to go to nicaragua dr or honduras uh, talk to me and uh, i can tell you how to better spend your your $10,000 yeah it, it was
0: i remember when, when that announcement came with cigar sense and I, I i'm somewhat familiar with cigar sense but i wasn't familiar with that they were mining that much data um in what they were doing, which is something, you know, I, I, I was like, I was blown away that they were doing that. And then when I heard that you were gonna be leveraging, I'm like, this was like, that was, I mean, how great was that? You don't have to reinvent the wheel, you partner with them and you, you have that da- data. and It's pretty extensive from what like what I've seen
2: at least. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a revolution because yeah. finally a company can use a, a serious data about cigars. Right. And I'm not ta- not ta- only talking about United States. I'm talking about uh, worldwide. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, with different parameters. And then uh, it can be translated uh, where to make that, how to make that, uh, and how to match uh, maybe the profile uh, that you are asking for. Mm-hmm. If you ask like, okay, I like a spicy cigars. I uh, want to launch uh, a very spicy cigar. They can say what kind of format, what kind of size, uh, what kind of wrapper, what kind of level of uh, nicotine, what kind of, uh, you know, aroma and taste and stimulation and all those things uh, that when Franca said to Claudio, I can do this. I was like, oh, my God, really, Franca? Are you joking or what?
0: <laughs> and you you felt the data. the data was... Com- there was enough data collected and it was complete right that was I think that's always the key thing when you go into this I mean so you've I'm sure you did some homework on. This, so you kind of felt that this data was was very good
2: unfortunately I'm not a data guy an IT guy but when I saw what they can do mm-hmm. and the amount of data right it's just like uh, boy the, I've never seen this I mean i never seen this uh, in any industry in a way you can manipulate, and you can adjust, and you can use that data in the cigar image, mm-hmm. okay? Let's say this. You go for an event, you show a new cigar, what data you get, how many samples you gave, how yep. many people were there, maybe 100 people, maybe you got 60 emails. Right. That's it, okay? Now we know where they are, what they like, what their profile. Aromatic profile, strength Mm -hmm. profile, size profile, uh, price profile, uh, region profile. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. No. Um,
0: And I mean, how did that come about? Was that like a discussion? Did you kind of seek her out? Did she seek you out? Or just kind of you were talking one day and you kind of came to a conclusion?
2: Uh, You know, I'm a good friend with Frank and David since a very long time. I should say, with Franca first uh, since uh, years and years, decades, maybe. Yep. She's Italian, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the background uh, helped a lot. Uh, we have been in a few events in the very beginning when uh, we met each other. But then, uh, you know, she started to involve me a lot more into Cigar Sense uh, and uh, uh, analysis and tasting and uh, uh, information about, uh, you know, Tobacco, cigars, uh, tasting, uh, and all those things. So we build up uh, the relationship, uh, professional relationship. Okay, uh-huh. and then one day, she said, uh, "Claudio, uh, I have a project in mind. This is the project." I was uh, speechless. I mean, mm-hmm. speechless. And in these days, uh, you know, data is everything. Yep. Okay, let's talk about survey. You send an email, uh, do you like a uh, medium, uh, uh, medium full or full cigars? Right. You don't know how many, how many people they are going to uh, answer that question. You don't know the personal taste instead of the technical taste that they have. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't know if uh, the, the answer is true or not. Mm. So these guys, they have like the data. I mean, true data. Of seven years of work with thousands of people, yeah. mind blowing! I'm so happy about this. It's a, a revolution into marketing uh, blending. Uh, you know that press release. Maybe people didn't understand the, the the magnitude of the project. You know, you can call me. Let's make a blend, though. Okay, I can right. make a blend uh, tomorrow. Go down to Nicaragua, DR. If you have a factory, you let me know. If you don't, uh, I can pick one. I give you a questionnaire. We do a little job done but if you know what it means data and how to manipulate that you're next level with that project
0: yeah that was but that's that's the tough part you know as far as like you know you, you collect like obviously you qualify what what your client wants to do and then you're going to go into this database and then kind of i think getting into the database that's sometimes the complicated part was there a lot of work that needed to be done, or is that something that Franka you just say Franka handle this and get me the data, you know, to kind of match this?
2: There is a there is a kind of back uh, back-end uh, work uh, done by Frank and David, of course. Yep. Uh, you know, they, they they have to manipulate yeah that data yeah because they collected that, but then uh, variables, you know, parameters. Uh, there is a lot of work depending on what you need from the data. Right. It is very flexible. It is, uh, uh, you know, I can translate everything into tobacco. That's why I'm coming uh, into that project Uh, or from my tobacco background, uh, we can relate uh, saying, uh, okay, you want to do this, uh, but let's see the data, what it says. Okay, if you want to have something uh, uh, mild to medium, uh, spicy and duck wrapper, let's see the data. They say maybe, oh, maybe mild, not too spicy and not such a dark wrapper, but what it means, then uh, yes, I have to translate that
0: yeah.
2: into yep. a blend of tobacco, quality control and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Sure. I understand that yeah, as, yeah. as well. As well. So definitely you're offering,
0: like uh, there's, there's definitely a full service thing you're offering. Here and it's um, um, like I said, it's, it's very interesting to, you know, like I said, I think this is i a, 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 I've heard people maybe consult on help me with purchasing tobaccos something, but you're kind of bringing this full service suite. Are you doing it all? Like, do you have any employees right now? Are you, you know, I know you work with other
2: cons- consultants. So, but do you have any employees or right now is it all you? No, it's uh, all about me. Uh-huh. Of course, I have, uh, as you said, my team of uh, consultants in different kind yep. of fields when uh, when I need them, but. It's, uh, it's myself all uh, maybe uh, by myself and or my organization. I do my invoicing. I do my contracts. I write everything. I consult uh, sometimes if a contract is very big. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I need uh, some help. Uh, some- always good to have legal help. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially because uh, I, I, I'm not American. So it's yeah. ter- a legal term and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. But if, uh, I have uh, always uh, beside me. Uh, Alfredo, Alfredo is uh, my uh, my mentor in uh, consultancy. I met him back in 2000, I think eight, when I just arrived in the United States. It's someone with uh, more than 45 years' uh, experience in uh, in the consultancy industry. You know, he made uh, such amazing projects uh, from building breweries uh, to uh, I don't know. Uh, helping uh, the biggest uh, bread maker in South America to save, uh, you know, money and uh, being more efficient. I mean, he's, he's a monster. He's a monster. Right. Okay. But he's uh, an industrial engineer. Yeah. Okay. He's Mox, but he's an industrial engineer. So, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Very, 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 uh, very happy uh, to have him as a mentoring uh, in the consultancy industry, oh, that's that's
0: great. That's great. So let's talk about a couple of projects. And like I said, what you could talk about, um, yep. I understand you may be limited, but I, I think the one that's probably the one that got the most publicity is yeah. the is German engineered cigars. I'm smoking one of the blends that you did, uh, the Ramsit. Did I say that right? Uh, I think
2: so. Ramsey. Ramsey, okay.
0: Think Romsai. 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 Romsai.
2: okay. We, should, we should ask it to Oliver. Right. <laughs> right. right. Um, the German.
0: I got to ask you a question. So we'll get into this a little more of the relationship in a second, but this blend actually is using a Nicaraguan Connecticut shade wrapper, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I only seen one other cigar use this. Um, but you've kind of been, You've been a pioneer with some of these Nicaraguan tobacco. I mean, I go back to Casa Favilli. I mean, you were the first one to bring the Nicaraguan broadleaf a few years ago. And now we're seeing it pretty common. And uh, like I said, there was one other blend I saw use a Nicaraguan Connecticut shade. But now you're doing it again, so to speak, with this, you know, bringing a unique tobacco. Talk a little about that, you know, those types of tobaccos, working with these ones out of Nicaragua, which
2: we don't okay, see a lot not, of it. Uh, it is not only, for example, the uh, the Broliff uh, from Malapa, which uh-huh. was like uh, an extremely difficult project. Right. Okay? Yep. If we talk about uh, Tierra Volcana, Liga Maestro, then Casa Favilli, then Cosecha, they've been always uh, 100% tobaccos from Nicaragua. Yep. Okay? So, for me, the first innovation was uh, to have uh, one company with uh, all the different lines uh, and core lines, mm-hmm. not only, only limited edition, uh, but having uh, 100% uh, tobaccos from Nicaragua. Okay. Nobody did that. It's very risky. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it's true. Especially identity. with rappers, especially with rappers, too. Yeah. Of course. Of yeah. course. So, I did that. And, uh, I went down into uh, 2019 and 2020 to make a 100% Connecticut wrapper blend, 100% Nicaraguan as well. That was made at Okay. I don't know what they did. Then I left. Maybe they smoked them. I don't know. But there were like uh, 6,000 cigars already made uh, with different sizes. Mm -hmm. So. For me, it was really the the, 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 the spectrum of uh, different wrappers and cigars, but uh, with the Nicaraguan spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. With Oliver, with Class, uh, owners uh, of uh, German engineer cigars. Mm-hmm. Okay, Maybe I never said this to them, but when we approached the first time, I was kind of like, uh, okay, you're yeah, engineers, you're yeah, <laughs> Your company is called the German Engineer Cigars. Uh, you are kind of, uh, you know, kind of off in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, what, you know what? The first time I talked to Oliver, he had such a clear vision on what he wanted. That I was like, you know what? It's going to work just because of that. Right. And then because of your marketing... Uh, because these guys, they are thinking about the experience of first of cigars and right. not just the cigar. Mm-hmm. So talking about the work I do before to blend or to work with someone, big questionnaire sent to Oliver, what kind of cigars, size, price, character, mm-hmm. aromas, uh, wrapper, color, uh, all the things that I needed to know. And then... Uh, I said, uh, okay, they wanted to have something from Nicaragua. So it was uh, a huge help for me to know already, okay, I know the country where to go. Mm -hmm. And in Nicaragua, I have a huge, huge partnership with uh, Vito Calvo, good friend of mine. I know him since 2010, you know? So a lot of my projects uh, uh, that required the Nicaraguan production, uh, they go into his factory. I have a carte blanche with him. He goes, uh, okay, that's an inventory. Help yourself, uh, whatever you want. Uh, wrappers, uh, binders. Uh. So I translated that questionnaire that the German engineer sent back to me. For right. Cigar, okay. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, it was uh, a kind of difficult, but at the end, uh, it wasn't so difficult because Oliver had a very crystal clear image, picture, and a, a kind of vision on those blends. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't make only one. I made, uh, more than one. Right. Okay. <laughs> Approved. So you're going to see a lot of things from, uh, German engineer cigars. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love these guys. They deserve a lot of more attention because, uh, they they are different, mm-hmm. you know. We need the different things. We don't need uh, okay uh, same blend but a different wrapper. No, the, it's a concept. Uh, it's uh, you know the 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 the, the story behind. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful, beautiful, and I had uh, a lot of fun blending those cigars.
0: This is a unique cigar. I can just tell you this. This is um, it, and it's a I can say really well made cigar too. Um, I know you work with a. Uh, Tobacco or tambor? Tobacco or And William, yeah. you know what?
2: The first time I walked in Nicaragua with a Connecticut wrapper was back in 2017 mm-hmm. when the uh, uh, Patina cigars were made. That's right. That's right. You were
0: using the Connecticut on that.
2: Yes. That was a, a Connecticut, Ecuador but it was a kind of first time that I was working deeply with a Connecticut wrapper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then I had the experience uh, with the cigars I made at Mombacho. And then, uh, you know, with Oliver and G- German engineer cigars, uh, I was, uh, I I can say confident to work uh, with uh, Connecticut and, you know, Victor is growing uh, some very special Connecticut uh, in Nicaragua. So, oh yeah. What,
0: what's been the challenge of getting a Connecticut wrapper out of Nicaragua? Why hasn't there been more of it?
2: <laughs> How many hours do we have? <laughs> <laughs> you know, unfortunately, uh, all the wrappers everywhere in the world, they are very challenging. Mm-hmm. There is not one country you can say, well, right. oh, if you go to Ecuador, you can grow uh, every wrapper, no problem. Right. How many bro-leafers from Ecuador are you smoked? I can't think of uh, any <laughs> uh, you think <laughs> there well, I don't, a I don't okay. think there is a nobody that they already tried to make that right, right? so it is a very challenging uh, takes uh, a lot of experience it takes uh, a lot of investment because uh, first year second year maybe third year you are not going to get uh, the quality you want mm-hmm. then uh, you know the quantity right then uh, uh, maybe the fourth year the finally you need everything, uh, you get a parasite. Or maybe a fungus. <laughs> right. I mean, you cannot control mother nature. Right. right? So that fireball of mother nature uh-huh. it is always uh, unknown and uh, you cannot control. But you can get prepared. So the experience uh, in growing tobacco, it is to uh, get prepared uh, for uh, whatever can happen.
0: Got it. Got it. That makes sense. You know, what would you say the difference of like, like, why did you go with this wrapper? Obviously it went with some of the profile that they wanted, yeah. but what is, what would you say the Nicaraguan, Connecticut shade brings to the table? that maybe an Ecuadorian or us doesn't.
2: So I would say that first of all, uh, from uh, Oliver and class the owner of uh, German engineering cigars, uh, they were looking for something uh, very unique. The profile that came up uh, and the character of the cigar and the strength uh, based uh, on the color of the wrapper and the size, uh, I was just like, oh, boy, this is going to be very difficult. Okay? Because uh-huh. it was completely different. You know, it is not uh, a classic Connecticut to you can smoke. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not. Yeah. Not Connecticut from the United States. Not Connecticut from Ecuador. You can find something like that. Right. In the cigars, but they needed something unique. That's why they called me, if you want. Right, okay. So and that's where, as I said in the very beginning, uh, connection uh, and friendship uh, and, uh, you know, the years in the industry, I said, Vitor, can I use your wrapper? I was like, uh, of course, uh, Claudio, you can use uh, my wrapper. So I came up with a blend that is, uh, you said, very different. Yeah. I would say it is uh, pretty unique, because the profile, it is not what you expect. But the overall uh, you know, cigar gives you an experience that no other wrapper from Connecticut or Ecuador can give you. Now, Connecticut or Ecuador can give you a better, same, or worse experience. But this experience with that blend, pretty difficult to find it it's very
0: clean. I mean, it's very clean too. This is not like, I'm not getting that bitterness. I'm not getting aftertaste. It's not as creamy as maybe some other Connecticut's I've had, but that's okay. Yeah. But but it's a very, I mean, a very clean finish on this cigar.
2: I love the cigars. You can smoke it from the beginning to the end without, Mm -hmm. not even a glass of water. Yeah. Because it's balanced. You have a 360 degree stimulation. It is a cigar that you know you get the experience without uh, something else yeah because your experience is the cigar you spend the money in the cigar yeah we you spend the money in the cigar and then uh, oh i forget to buy a single malt or a rum or uh, yeah. something i don't know you're pretty quiet uh, tonight
1: I'm, on. Just, I'm just listening. I had a chance to smoke was it the half corona size or what's the small the, the very there's, small size a, Yeah, it's like a half corona. Um Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to smoke that while we were sitting down talking with Oliver Three and a half um, by 44 at the trade show drinking his very nice uh malt society Oh boy, scotches. So that was that was nice. <laughs> yeah. But the, I do have yeah, the larger someone size. Someone is very really happy about that. So. Yeah, I do have the larger size. I'm going I'm going I'm going to be reviewing it uh, next week, I think. So I'm looking forward to that one.
2: Oh, you know what? Uh, very, uh, very excited to see uh, what kind of review uh, you're going uh, to come up. For me, it's inspiring, <laughs> uh, you know, to see what I had in mind, uh, what I translated uh, and what the people is feeling. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting, very interesting to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, this was their second major release and i'm not knocking the first one but this is a, this is a definite upgrade is what i'll say what what they got here at, out of this out of this blend here for sure
2: thank you william yeah it's uh, to the to them. Kudos yeah. to them because yeah. uh, you know they call me because uh, if you want uh, they are someone uh, they understand uh, the importance of uh, the sometimes uh, you need yep. a consultant yeah so
0: it, it definitely uh, like i said uh I've been pretty impressed with this, so um, I'm enjoying this um, for sure. I just got these a, a few weeks ago as well from them, and uh, it, it's 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 a it's it's a it's still like a it's not a, I wouldn't call it a new age like one of these in your face like stronger Connecticut. It's still in that like classic Connecticut. It smokes like is what I'll say, and, and I think that's something. I, and I, I I still like those kind of classic mild to medium type of, of
2: cigars. When someone says, uh, uh, Claudio, someone smoked this, uh, should be able to smoke uh, three cigars of this in a day. What do you mean? It means a lot. Yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think you have a, you have a, they are the translation of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, exactly on that as well. So, uh, and you said there's more, you have more things that you're doing with these guys. So this is not just a one and done. You're doing, I guess, uh, you're, you're contracted to do some more blends, right?
2: Yeah, we didn't make only one, one blender. We made uh, more than one. So I leave uh, to German engineered cigars uh, with their communication, uh, you know, to come up with the uh, the releases and sizes and uh, blends and cigars uh, sure. that made in collaboration. Yep. Yeah, yep.
0: So this question is not specific to German engineered cigars, but this is more of a general question. You know, a lot of times, again, I, I look at where the world I've seen with consultants and consultants are brought in for developing various things. I've seen it on the ITN. But then there's a point where you kind of say you're done and now it's time for the company to be self-sufficient. Like, OK, yeah. you, is that yeah. something that you encourage or is it something that you how do you kind of work that? Is that something that you do basically say at some point, OK, you guys, are, you guys now have got this and, and can go forward.
2: Well, uh, that's my job. Right. You call me for a consultancy. If it is a uh, plantation or factory quality right. control, blending, or cigars or marketing uh-huh. or distribution, I'm gonna give you, of course, uh, you know, the knowledge on that, but as well uh, the tips, mistakes, uh, advices uh, in terms of for you to run by yourself. You know, right. I'm not uh, I'm not here as a consultant uh, chasing uh, clients. Uh, and keeping them uh, for a long time. You know, that's why I work uh, as I call uh, for projects because uh, that's uh, that's my philosophy in consultancy as well. Okay, we have uh, one project, uh, got to be done in a way that you're happy, but you are not happy only today, but for the future as well. Mm-hmm. Right. For example, today, maybe close the contract uh, for uh, some quality control in the factory and then uh, logistic and international distribution. So we have a certain amount of hours that I'm going to spend with them to work on those things, okay, at the maximum in terms of giving them all the knowledge. So when the contract is done, then it's done. They don't need me anymore. Now, if you want to keep going with more stuff with me, of course, more than happy to help them. Right. But that's why I call the project of contracts because it is a certain amount that is agreed that we sign the contract, we have terms, everything. In this way, everybody knows what we are doing, when, how, and everybody will be happy. Mm-hmm. There is no surprise, no hidden fees. There's not the little letters at the end of the contract, like you need the lens to read that. There is no like, Right, <laughs> there is a very open uh, communication with all the, uh, I call them partners, mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the, the, the clients that I work with. Uh, the, those are partners because uh, you know I share uh, the experience, the knowledge, uh, uh, share a lot of things. Uh, we analyze together a lot of things. So it's uh, it's uh, it's up to them uh, then to call me back if they need more. That's
0: that, yep, that makes sense. I mean, that's what a consultant does. So, yeah,
2: it I mean, sometimes you of- get consultants uh, that, you know, they do the job, uh, but they do it in a way that, like, uh, you need them uh, again Yeah. And, and again. Right. <laughs> right. right. I love that, that kind of consultant.
0: Right, right. I mean,
2: <clears throat> we, we call it the body shop, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> where, you know, or staff augmentation is actually the proper term where it's like, well, you're looking for resources, you're not looking for doing something better or bringing
2: that unique skill to the table. Yeah, exactly. That's that I think we, you know, consultants, I, I send uh, uh, always before to start uh, what is called a statement of work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is, uh, all the specs are there. Yeah. How, when, who, uh, how it's going to be, what you're going to expect, uh, everything inside. Uh, so, you know, nobody has surprises. Uh, everybody knows uh, what to do. Everybody's happy.
0: And that's it. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm very familiar with SOWs. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Yep. Uh, that, I do. I, that, that's yeah, yeah. We do a lot of those uh, in on the sales end of things too. So yeah, yep. yep uh, you have to have that. I agree. And
2: uh, and and uh, there is uh, again beside that uh, there is uh, the uh, the memorandum of understanding as well. So yes. even right. before the SOW, there is memorandum of understanding. So, but. This is a not a paperwork. It is not administrative work. It right. is to make sure that everybody is on the same page. Yeah, okay? and,
0: and carrying out the responsibilities and, and, yeah. the, and the
2: deliverables
0: and the timetable. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot. Yep, absolutely. I don't
2: want to have you saying, okay, Claudio, I called you for this. Uh, you made this something different. Right. That's why there is a lot of work of preparation before to start to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. Um, yeah, so I agree. Uh, that's yeah it's, it's like i said uh you know a lot of those details uh, yeah. because a lot of times like i'll see it and like sometimes it's on your client to do something like have something for you you know so yeah that's that's kind of your you know that's kind of the uh i don't want to say legal doc- it, it is a legal document it doesn't depend on how you look at it, but it's it's the working document that has all that in there
2: i mean i should say uh american people they are more into that so mm-hmm. Every thought yeah. and uh, yes. the, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. Banks, they are yeah, just like uh, oh, change this, change yeah. that, different to sign it.
0: Yep,
2: yeah. Europeans uh, are uh, a bit more relaxed about that, but they are just like uh, okay, if you are saying this, you're gonna do this. Yep, yeah. yeah. Americans uh, they don't say that, uh, but they want to have uh, that written, yeah, right. So, there is a kind of cultural, uh, <clears throat> you know way of uh, approach as well. The fortunately, you know, working in uh, many different countries uh, in the uh, cigar industry, I got used to, you know, I speak four languages. I've been living in Europe in different countries, uh, in the United States, uh, Dominican Republic, uh, in Nicaragua. Uh, I mean, you name that. So that helps a lot.
0: Yeah, no, it does. It does for sure. Yeah. The, another project that, and this was, I think, the first one I had heard of that you did uh, Cinque, Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre. Oh, yeah. yes. Cinque Terre. <clears throat> and that was, that was more, that yeah. one was a little more of a collaboration yes. that you did, that this one had your name on it. Um, and uh, I, I actually was familiar with uh, Sue Ed because um, I, I know he was involved with Campesino. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But I, and I smoked those. I've actually smoked those cigars no, and they're those, very those good. good yeah. I've reviewed a few of those cigars too. Oh, like yeah. Way yeah. back. Yeah, they were good cigars. So, talk a little about that project and how maybe that was a little different that uh, you're doing.
2: So, when I, when I started the, the uh, consultancy agency, I thought as well, uh, not only people uh, that maybe they would need someone uh, to help them, uh, I thought as well, uh, all the talents uh, that are out there. You know, then nobody knows about them, or they know a little bit, or they want to kind of, uh, you know, be a little bit more uh, in front with the, the, the smokers, but they are not. And Edgar was uh, one of those projects. You know, I saw in him uh, a lot of potential, saw in him a lot of passion. And I said, uh, Egar, let's make uh, uh, a collaboration. Right. Let's blend uh, a few cigars together and, uh, you know, let's release them, and uh, then we will see. So we made the Cinque Terre. And by the way, Cinque Terre is an Italian name. I didn't come up with the name. I came up with that name. Okay. okay. <laughs> Cinque Terre is a beautiful region. In Italy, it's five little towns on the cliff. Okay. But it took that name because we used five different tobaccos in that blend from mm-hmm. five different countries. Right. And I should say for the first time, man, I don't know if I used to say every time for the first time, but I love that. Tobacco from 80. Yep. In a blend. Yeah. Okay. You said the Broly from Nicaragua first time. I said the Connecticut from Nicaragua first time. But it, that, that, that blend, when I smoked it for the first time, the tobacco from 80, I was like, Edgar, hey, we should use this. Right. So the name of Terre came after we make it a blend. Interesting, just because you had the... And it just
0: happened you use five tobaccos in there.
2: Yes. Five, five tobaccos from five different countries. Uh-huh. So that's why five uh, lands. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, beautiful cigar. Yeah. In beautiful. And that, that, that was a limited run. Uh, but there's going to be... Very limited. them yeah. coming, right? Uh, I think there is a few boxes left. Okay? Uh-huh. But uh, I think very soon we are going to work on the uh, on the next one. Okay. Yeah. So that
0: was cool. And then, you know, just with ha- Haitian tobacco, is that something we're going to start? I mean, I know there's a company out there yep. that's doing Haitian blends. Uh, are we going to see more tobacco? You think out of Haiti? Is this yes. kind of something that people have recently like discovered or something?
2: Yes, so you're going to see that uh, more and more for uh, different reasons. Right. Uh, But I will say one of the reasons uh, it blends uh, very well uh, with pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. But not only that, it gives uh, that little taste, uh, peculiar taste uh, of tobacco from 80 you can recognize. So it is not only that it goes very well with everything, it goes very well uh, in giving it that uniqueness. So people, listen to me, People in the Dominican Republic or everywhere, if you want to use uh, some new tobacco, and to be a little bit different, a little bit unique, uh, use tobacco from Haiti. Yes. Interesting, interesting.
0: Aaron, you've smoked it. I haven't smoked that cigar. I know you've smoked it. Yeah. Aaron, from... you know,
2: it's not the Cinque Terre? No,
1: no. You no, smoke the, uh, the, the he- selected oh, the, tobacco. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it not selected tobacco? Is it, uh, yeah. yeah, the Mojico? Yeah. Which is the, yeah, the Haitian. Yeah, yeah. Haitian cigar. So, yeah. And I think they've, they come out with a new size this year new, and then they come yeah. out with um, some uh, bundle, of some bundle lines as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. they're starting to pick up some steam, I think.
0: I have the Cigarro. I do have the Boricchio. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how was, Claudio, how was this, the, the, the Cinco Terre distributed? I'm just curious how that was distributed.
2: Uh, it was distributed uh, directly from Dominican Republic. Okay. United States uh, through uh, United Tobacco. Okay, you can find uh, online or in some okay. shop. Uh, you know, I wasn't really involved uh, into the uh, distribution. Mm-hmm. I know you can find some in Canada as well, uh, or in the past mm-hmm. when they were distributed uh, first. Uh, but that's uh, more a question uh, to Edgar. Okay. Okay. I was more involved uh, into the factory, tobacco, so, uh, you know, blending uh, and all those things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was a really, like, when you, after you left Mombacho, I think this was the, was this the first project after you left Mombacho?
2: I, I think yes. Because yeah. I
0: thought it was interesting you <laughs> went back to your Dominican <clears throat> roots with that. You know, you, I know you, like, I wasn't, I knew you were in the Dominican, you know, obviously with yeah. Davidoff, but you kind of went back to your Dominican roots, uh, you know, after being in Nicaragua for so long. Man, man,
2: Wheeler, you're good. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, uh, maybe the first, uh, uh, you know, public announcement uh, as a project. And, uh, and yes, back to my roots. Yeah. Because uh, not only Davidoff, but I lived in Dominican Republic yeah. for two and a half years. Yeah. So, yes, very, very happy to get back to my roots because, uh, you know, after uh, 10 years in Nicaragua and getting back to where everything started right. it was uh, as well a uh, kind of emotional for me. So I was very, very happy.
0: Yeah, no, it was... uh, And you've been so involved. We just talked about how involved you were with Nicaragua. Yes. Uh, It was good to see that. But you're still involved with the Nicaraguan Chamber, right?
2: Uh, uh, Kind of. Okay. Because I was uh, uh, president of the uh, Tobacco Chamber. But every two years, uh, we kind of change uh, the president. Uh We have uh, new elections for the president of the chamber. Okay. And... uh, I would say that even uh, we encourage, uh, you know, to change uh, the president yeah, yeah. For years, so everybody can get the chance uh, to be there. Everybody can get the chance uh, to participate uh, at the highest level uh, uh, in the chamber, even though the highest level it's uh, the members of the chamber. Okay, it's not the president. Yeah, it, uh, it is a kind of uh, beautiful thing the tobacco chamber there because it's not only if you want an organization uh, that makes marketing or advertising on cigars we really work uh, as a tobacco chamber i mean if uh, uh, we have contacts uh, with the government uh, with custom uh, with uh, you know all the ministry of labor and everything uh, that related uh, to the business uh, so it is uh, uh, the Puro Sabor festival it's one of the things we do yeah because uh, th- uh, there is a few people that really understand the magnitude of the work we do at the chamber So it is really an institutional work we do because we work with institutions and, of course, the Puro Savor. But, man, so sad because I got COVID. No, I got personally, but I got through the COVID uh, pandemic. I'm uh, the only president that I couldn't make any festival. Right. Right. Oh, Oh, I remember we were having to cancel that.
0: Yeah, I remember because that was one I was definitely considering going in 2020, uh, you know, and obviously think I know we were talking at the 19 show about it. uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And it uh, but it's coming back this
2: year, it looks like. Uh, Yes, of course. And uh, I'm very happy. And I wish uh, to uh, uh, to Manuel Rubio. Manuel Rubio is the new uh, president of the uh, Tobacco Chamber. He's the uh, GM of uh, Drew Estate in Nicaragua. So it's someone uh, with a lot of experience in the uh, tobacco industry. He has been involved in the, uh, in the chamber uh, since a long time, uh, like a vice president. He was fi- vice president when I was president. Mm-hmm. So very happy. And I'm pretty sure that he, uh, he will get to the chamber uh, to the next level.
0: That's good. That's good to yeah. hear.
2: Yeah. yeah. Claudio, are
0: there any other projects you could talk about, um, uh, maybe that you're working on? Um, I know these sensitive things, but if there's anything else you can mention at this point,
2: uh, <clears throat>
1: uh, can you yeah. turn your camera a little bit to the left? No,
2: I, I, I'm watching <laughs> my uh, my board because yeah. I have a project here. <laughs> so I, I could turn just like, yeah, <laughs> no, I have a, a collaboration in Switzerland, we are going to have a uh, Two different cigars uh, in the market uh, in switzerland uh, i think before the end of the year working with uh, a swiss uh, importer mm-hmm. uh i'm working uh, with uh, oh this is beautiful okay. <laughs> okay oh yeah this is beautiful a new guy okay the smoke cigars and he said i love so much i want to make it my bread so whatever we we were saying before he called me and he said okay Uh, What's about your consultancy? And after a couple of hours, boom, done. And now I'm consulting him. He has a beautiful project of a new brand, you know, pick the factory, and I'm training him uh, how to work with the factory, the blends uh, and the uh, distribution uh, and everything, right? Then I have a, oh boy. Okay. Gonna say only one little thing. And I hope the person, if you watch this, uh, is not going to get mad. <laughs> I'm smoking uh, a cigar from Peru. All right. Nice. That's okay. okay. it. cannot say it anymore. <laughs> 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 then uh, uh, there is a, a Brett from a beautiful shop uh, in Virginia, a very long-time friend of mine, uh, we have been in Nicaragua, crossing the border to Honduras together. Uh, such a huge adventure that now I'm am uh, making uh, the uh, is a house cigar from Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. So I blend the cigar for him, and then uh, there is a factory in Nicaragua that I'm going to help them uh, into uh, quality controls, blending, uh, and then uh, logistic uh, and international distribution. Then, my biggest contract, my two biggest contracts, uh, one is uh, there is a little island in the Caribbean, and we are going to do a work there for uh, maybe three, three years and a half. Not from the seed. From uh, doing a well to pump water for the tobacco plantation down to make cigars, uh, to distribute cigars. Interesting. Interesting. That's a, that's a, oh boy, it's not interesting. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> then, uh, guys so you have uh, an impossible project. And then they said that that's why we called you. And I was like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> very exciting about that. That's very, very happy. Then uh, uh, there is a project uh, uh, getting in shape uh, for uh, Middle East. Very, very beautiful project that I'm uh, going to collaborate and uh, a couple of other uh, NDA that I cannot say anything. Unfortunately, yeah. right? You know, I would love to say some name, but you know, in consultancy, I know. That's, yeah, sometimes yeah, we, we sign an NDA. Right. So yeah, okay some of these
0: things you you may never disclose. Correct, because just because it's it's you know it's not necessarily something that's ever going to be disclosed.
2: Yeah. You, uh, you cannot imagine a couple of huge names uh, that I'm collaborating with. That uh, you know, signed an NDA, so no way I can say anything. Right, right, but, right. No, I understand. you know what? Uh, it's part of my job. Yeah, that's yeah, part I'll... of my job. I respect that, and I respect them, and I love uh, uh, the work we are doing together, and uh, very, very happy about that. Very, very happy. Yeah, we are. Go- they are going to a different direction. So that's why, why they call me. And, uh, man, the day I'm going to very soon, I'm going to see those cigars in the market. Uh, I will be like, uh, oh, I know that cigar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Awesome. Aaron,
0: do you have anything else before we kind of get into some of the fun stuff with Claudio? But no, that think- wasn't fun. Yeah, this I think we covered month. the. This was great. Yeah,
1: this industry stuff. Yeah?
0: yeah, Claudio, you seem really happy. I mean, it's just like it does tell you that
2: you, you really seem happy what you're doing, here. And I think it's yeah, great. I I, I, th- I told you, uh, yeah, the, you know, consultancy for me it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's a passion. It's not only tobacco; yeah. it's, it's, it's my it's biggest it's passion in my life. Yeah, it's as well like you know, new energy, you know, fresh air. It's inspiring. It is. I mean,
0: uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because when I was prepping for, I'm like, this is tough because. I know some things, but I don't know other things. So I just kind of had to feel the interview out. And it was, this is, this was really good. So you're so uh, going to see
2: visually something uh, behind the scenes.
0: Okay. I can okay. say that. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> all right.
2: All right. So Claudio. Uh, hey, let's, get, uh,
0: let's get to the fun stuff. All right. Uh, this is our cattle baron ste- steak question. And I just related the steak. We're going to keep the Italian food for a little bit. Uh, okay. I want to know your favorite cut of steak.
2: Okay, seed loin, seed loin, medium rare. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Easy.
0: Was, that was an easy answer. Yeah, get if, uh,
2: if I know the seed loin is not uh, the top quality, I take uh, New York. Mm-hmm. But yeah. always, uh, always uh, medium rare. Yeah. yeah. And but, forget chimichurri, forget the sausages, uh, all blah, blah, blah. that. Yeah. yeah. If the steak is good, just the mashed know. potatoes uh, on the side. Yeah. That's- awesome. No right. Sorry, and I'm going to say that. Because that's every time a- they are like, oh, we got asparagus in the fridge. Uh, we yeah. we got <laughs> like, no asparagus. Just oh, my- yeah.
0: Actually, that's the other question I asked people the side dish. So that was you kind of hit that. So that's good. Yeah. someone will ask the side dish questions. You, you got to that one. So that was good.
2: I'm going to tell you something. If you know your steaks in your place, you know how to make a mashed potatoes. Because with steaks, there is a few things that they are Awesome awesome with the steak with the and take it i'm talking about a very high high hand steaks, yeah, right yeah. mashed potato top one top top three there you go yes very very nice yep. very
0: nice all right i got to do a quick sponsor break and then we'll get to the next segment here which is it's a shorter segment so i know we kept you a while but we appreciate it no problem. all right so let me mention uh jre tobacco The authentic Coro leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Cigars in Cuba, the leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Ram Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Coro from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Coro back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Holiness and Justo bring their very own brand to market, Aladino, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf. in representing the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. It's available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for JRE Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. I want to mention Tailored Smoke. Located in the heart of downtown Charlotte's epicenter and outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina, Tailored Smoke is your one-stop shop for a tailored smoking experience. And I want to mention Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in the fact that they're cigar fanatics just like you. That's where you find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers like Aganorsa, Padron, Avo, Drew Estate, Cardomo, Gurkha, Oliva, and more. They have the best cigar selection, the best customer service, and money saving discount prices. But don't just take their word for it. Forbes magazine selected Corona cigar company as the best of the web. Corona cigar was voted a top five internet cigar retailer by Smoke magazine. Cigar aficionado wrote Corona cigar company, the largest best stock cigar shops in America. You can place an order online at Corona's online website or visit one of Corona's four Central Florida cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate experience. I also want to mention Aganor's Leaf. Be sure to check our sidebar for the Aganorsa experience that will take you to their YouTube channel, where we'll be highlighting a lot of content now, pro- post-Premium Cigar Association trade show. And this is our Alec Bradley Live True segment sponsored by Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley's a family company. Alan Rubin named the company after his two sons, Alec and Bradley, when they were just little tykes. Now they're all grown up working alongside their dad and making the best damn cigars you ever smoked. Join the family. Try one today. Learn more at alecbradley.com. So, Claudio, this is um in this segment, we talk um uh, about like things
2: that aren't cigar related, right? Please, um, not baseball. I'm sorry. No, it's not baseball. <laughs> no. We do the we, 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 uh, we very Italian, on that, so nothing. baseball. <laughs>
0: No, I'm a soccer guy, too. Um, football. What, football. Soccer? What
2: soccer? Football.
0: Football. Ah, well, sure. my, my, favorite, my, my, my favorite football player came from yes. Italy, and it was a guy by the name of Giorgio Chinaglia. Chinaglia! Oh,
2: my God. He played for the Cosmos in New York. That was before they won the cup in 1982. Yeah. I was like a very, very little kid. When yeah, he playing, yeah, he—he uh,
0: he, oh, yeah. he was a huge star in New York, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, he was bigger than life. He—he he basically, after Pele played for the Cosmos, Kenya yeah. kind of took took the mantle as like the best player in the team. So uh,
2: you would be you would be amazed by maybe one of my favorites, one which is uh, Franco Baresi. Oh yeah that guys uh, can can break your legs uh, just <laughs> getting the ball uh, and not thinking about that yeah oh yeah oh yeah what a yeah <clears throat> okay. by okay. the way i don't know how amazing it was
1: uh it last was, year it was very fun yes yeah so we got really? to we stood outside the el septimo booth they had the this it was the european cup is that what what, what yes. it was it yes um, so, yeah, they had the game on, and uh, it's uh, – I mean, this this kind of goes onto the theme of how the trade show was uh, in 2021, in twenty twenty one, kind of with a little down attendance and a little bit of slow at times. Yeah, kind of okay. Well, Everybody we... kind of migrated over there, especially when it got to, towards the end of the match, and we're all watching it. And uh, obviously, I'm rooting for Italy. I see Claudio over there, so I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. I'm going to go hang out next to Claudio while we – uh, cheer on uh, Italy to win this oh, yeah. uh, win this tournament, and, and that's the way it worked out. And it was a great time. So that was awesome. That was, uh, that was awesome. one of my one of my highlights for the trade show last year.
2: Oh, awesome, Wheeler. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes, but you gotta be sincere, and uh, you gotta be honest. Yes. Gravy or sauce? Gravy. <laughs> I know. I don't understand anything. I'm living I'm living <laughs> it, it, Later, it, it, let me it, let me ask you another question. Yeah. You take it that gravy. Okay? You put on a pizza, which is the same one that you do in the United States. On the pizza is gravy or or it's a sauce? Oh, you know, I, I got you. I got
0: you. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> you got me on that one, okay? Um you know, gravy was just my aunt uh, who raised my mom, uh, who's Italian, uh, called it gravy. So I'm just used to it. Uh, I don't have a I'm not offended if someone calls it sauce, though. Uh, I'm, not
2: I'm, I'm not. I'm offended that when you say gravy. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: yes. If yes. you
0: go if you go to if you go to Philadelphia, um, Philadelphia is very pro gravy. Uh, probably of all the cities I've been to, <clears throat> they're very pro. You don't call it pasta. You call it macaroni. Uh, That's how they do. I'm just saying. Yeah, you don't
2: say spaghetti, you say noodles. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. It's not noodle. (laughs)
2: Yeah. You
0: know, uh, 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 I got it. I got it.
2: Aaron, I I feel sorry for you. Yeah.
0: So there was an interesting story. I'll tell this story because I think Claudio, you'll laugh at it. Um, So I think uh, my dad was not Italian. Okay. My dad was Jewish. Right. Now, you you asked me before how the Cooper name. Uh, it's not a Jewish name either. There was an adoption is what okay. happened. So my grandfather was adopted by someone uh, who happened to also be named William Cooper. And that's how that happened. Um, but when my dad and mom got married, uh, my mom was making, I'll say sauce, just, you know, to keep it. <laughs> and, sauce. And, and, and my mom told this story at my dad's memorial. And I didn't know this story. Um, and my dad goes to my mom. He's like, um, what are you doing? Like, like, why are you putting all this effort in? And and, and, like, like, well, you know, this is how we do it. And my dad says, no, I just put, you're going to be offended by this, Claudio, but don't, don't hold this against my dad. Okay. (laughs) No, we just put ketchup on the spaghetti. The what? Ketchup. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm not lying. I heard this story. I was horrified. And my mom turned, she said this at the Memorial. She turned to my, uh, she said, I turned to him and said, Oh no. That's not how we're going to do it here. <laughs> <laughs> and he got hooked on it. He never experienced like anything like that because that was how they did it. It's horrifying, but yeah, it's a, it, it was a true story. I asked my mom, that, a true? So that was a true story. Okay, I never well,
2: I'm going to make you laugh. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know that garlic bread, if you ask uh, in an Italian restaurant in Italy for garlic bread, They're gonna bring a a piece of bread and. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Happy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, if you are at the restaurant uh, and you are like, uh, "I want to have Alfredo," the guy is gonna be like, uh, "Alfredo doesn't work here." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Then, if you are gonna ask, uh, "Can I have some uh, with the American accent like spaghetti?" Marinara, they're gonna be like, uh, uh, yeah, marinara. It's uh, on the ocean. We are on land. What's going yeah. on, with marinara? Okay, <laughs> and I can keep going on and going on. no, no, it's uh
0: no. It's that I went when I went to Italy. I just remember when I got the pizza, it was very different than like I was expecting.
2: You know, there is a lot of different pizzas there.
0: Yeah, I was in Rome when I had it.
2: Even myself, uh, sometimes I'm like, "Ah, I don't like this. I don't like that. For example, I'm sorry. In the United States uh, right now, it's, uh, I think worldwide, uh, it's a big time uh, Neapolitan pizza. Not a big fan. Mm -hmm. A little bit mushy. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit chewy. Okay. Best pizza on the planet because of the mozzarella and blah, blah, blah. But I like uh, kind of, crust you know dough not so mushy yeah. but uh i don't know if you know i've been uh, in the first uh, 30th uh, finalist of uh, Master Chef latino back in 2018 in miami oh nice
0: i didn't know that but i'm not
2: surprised i mean
0: we've yeah. been to some I mean, of your think, cooking exploits down in the uh, at the pc ipc i should say yeah oh,
2: uh, will you remember that dinner yeah, that yeah. that was
1: that, okay. was, that, was, that was, that's that. I would say that is one of the top, like after events that like no, quest, no the question, no Guys have been invited to because it was very personal.
2: Yeah, you know. Okay, I, I should say from my point of view, we, we invited uh, i I think 34 people or 35. You show up in 62. Okay, that's the first thing, yeah. <laughs> and of course, when I remember all the food, went, 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 the food was gone. I mean, it, yeah. it was yeah, bad, there was more left, left, yeah. I made uh, a four course dinner, three courses dinner, or something like that, yeah. And uh, I remember, oh man, I remember uh, Delicia Cigar mm-hmm. Vixen coming back to the kitchen saying, uh, Do you ever uh, steal uh, more risotto, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> yes, it was fantastic. Oh,
0: that was without a doubt. Yeah, I gotta agree with Aaron. That was the that was tops. That was absolute. Nothing ever has topped that.
2: Oh yeah, I love. I love. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's coming from blending taste and all those things, but I uh, I love to have a good food. You know, mm. sometimes, uh, especially in the weekend when I'm home and I can, you know, I uh, I cook a lot. But I mean a lot. Yeah, I mean a lot. So even things that they are very difficult to cook. Yeah, my yes. best dish. You know, you want to know my best dish? That I yes. won the first thirtieth uh, uh, in the uh, Master Chef Latino. Yep. That was uh, a cold uh, spiny lobster salad on a bed uh, of uh, a red pepper cream oh. with little capers. Okay with chives, and get this, a vinaigrette mandarin. That's so nice. Right. Bravo, bravo, grazie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I have a suggestion, uh, you know, as part
0: of your consultancy services, maybe you can consult uh, for some of these uh, after parties at, at the trade show and um, take, this, take a level up. I think companies could benefit from that, I'm just saying. You want to have a really good.
2: Oh, oh, will I get this? Yesterday I talked to uh, Jose Luis. He's a brand ambassador for uh, the uh, Roma Uh Diplomático. So you remember, guys, I developed uh, the blend and the cigars uh, for uh, the project Mm -hmm. uh, of pairing cigars with Roma Diplomático. And uh, back in 2018 or 19, I don't remember. I was uh, at the in New Orleans. uh, for uh, the uh, Taiso cocktail, you know, a trade show that they have right. in the United States. So they rented this beautiful mansion there. And we had uh, a little corner on the balcony with cigars. And with Jose Luis and the owners of uh, Diplomatico, we said, OK, well, what should we do? At that time, uh, Igmar was there. He was working uh, uh, at Mombacho. He's a partner as well. And we said, OK, let's cook. Let's make something different, so the people can pair, you know, a rum with some food and some cigar. Then, so I made, uh, I remember some pasta with swordfish. Oh, okay, Aaron's out. No, wait, wait, wait! <laughs> swordfish, eggplant, uh, fresh tomatoes, uh, and mint. Beautiful. Oh, I uh, don't like it. Uh, uh, not for me. Oh, oh I'd be, i go over that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We that's a pretty special.
0: That was uh, that was uh, that sounds pretty good. Um, so I'll just kind of ask three questions here. Um, signature pasta dish of yours? Uh,
2: mm, extremely simple, but very technically very difficult. Ajoia peperoncino, which is uh, three ingredients. Okay. But you're going to nail that. got to be creamy without cream. Okay. That's the secret. And that's mm-hmm. a very difficult. Nice. I, I, I can imagine
0: it. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. I mean, that risotto, I remember, was, was killer. I remember that risotto. Uh, from... risotto,
2: uh, risotto with mushroom, uh, it's a kind of classic for me. Yeah. So yeah. I don't uh, even mention that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the problem is uh, the kind of mushrooms. Got to get a very fresh mushrooms uh, and a variety of mushrooms uh, to have that risotto? Very good. Right. Yeah. All right. Your signature meat dish. Uh,
1: polpette, which is uh, meatballs. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: You we did that? have we did
1: have we did have meatballs that night. I remember the well, meatballs. Correct?
2: Yeah. You got yes. meatballs with a spicy uh tomato concasse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for folks who like who may not, you
0: know, I'm telling you, this was like gourmet to the tea that that night. I mean, every the yeah. ingredients were all it was. It was unbelievable that night. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And, by, by me, huh?
0: Yeah, I didn't say that it was. I that. Yeah. Yeah. But I cooked everything. Yeah. And what I'm saying, when there was not one piece of food left. I'm not kidding. Like, he had <laughs> no leftovers whatsoever.
1: Yeah. People were in the kitchen uh, running their fingers through the the pots. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that and then. Yeah. All right, the last one. What's your signature dessert dish?
2: Tiramisu. Tiramisu Because uh, I'm not uh, a dessert guy. So tiramisu, I discovered it's extremely easy to make uh, the original recipe. So in a half hour, you can make, uh, you know, two pounds of tiramisu. So Mm -hmm. I do that sometimes. Beautiful. Beautiful. But uh, my favorite uh, that I don't cook, because it's extremely def- one of those things that it looks so easy but very technical mousse au chocolat, chocolate, chocolate oh, mousse. Yeah. Oh man, everybody makes a, a chocolate mousse. Two out of three millions nail the mousse. Yeah. The uh, the chocolate the the consistency one.
1: is very yeah. key. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's the texture. Yeah. It's, oh boy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> All right, Claudio, uh, we're at the end here. I want to uh, thank you very, very much for coming on tonight. Uh, this was great. It was great catching up with you and learning mm. a lot tonight, for sure. Uh, we do appreciate your time tonight. So
2: thank you so much.
1: Yeah, Thank you, Claudio.
2: Guys, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for not to talk about baseball. <laughs> not to embarrass myself. So happy! No problem. And thank you. So nice to be uh, yeah. to be back on the show and to catch up with you and uh, with all the guys watching the show. Thank you so much. And uh, guys, uh, as always, uh, you rock and roll over the show. So uh, thank, pre- you. thank you. Appreciate. It. I look forward to catching up with you again real soon.
1: Yep.
0: Oh yes. Thank you, guys.
1: All, all right. good night, Claudio.
0: Claudio, uh, thank you again. Right. That's Claudio Scorio, the consultant for CST Consulting. And uh, he was on the primetime, and I did not remove Aaron this week. I'm <laughs> still here. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I'll give the baseball update. Uh, the Phillies actually got a win. They got the five innings. They, they called them. it after five. They <laughs> called
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll, take it. All, we'll take it. Save the open. We'll take it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so uh, no, that's good. All right. Uh, I actually did ask Claudio uh if he wanted to be in this segment, but he wasn't uh Sopranos uh like he wasn't a big Sopranos guy. So Understood. Uh, Understood. but yeah, yeah, so um I did ask him. Uh so I wasn't gonna put him on the spot. But uh Sopranos segment tonight, Aaron, uh just wanna uh kind of um I wanna know your favorite Sopranos fight or fights that you that
1: you saw. <sighs> Um, I don't know if this would necessarily be considered a fight, uh, but there was a struggle, and that was uh in the college uh visits. Uh, I'll count that that counts. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, where he f- caught up with that guy who was a rat and he uh kind of he choked him to death at the at his like a uh, trailer office thingy or whatever. I think yeah, that just was uh, I always think that's that's the most personal way to like kind of kill somebody. You know, because you have to be so close with them uh, that it was just. I think that was pretty well done.
0: That was with the with the
1: like electrical wire whatever. Electrical he had. wire,
0: like that thin, yeah, that, yeah. 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 That uh, you know, and it was kind of a personal thing. Like we said, I, I could have killed you and uh, and your daughter, and I didn't. <laughs> right. And Tony yeah. had no remorse. He's like, "You're a rat, and you're going <laughs> and." Uh, yeah that that is a that is that's uh i think we've talked about that as a great episode that college episode yeah uh you know the whole idea of him as a gangster kind of going on a college trip yeah <laughs> just kind of funny uh so that that's a good one that's a really good one um so mine's later in the show mine's in the last season uh and it's the fight with bobby bacala
1: Yes, the the Monopoly, right?
0: Yeah, playing Monopoly. And, uh, you know, he's Tony's antagonizing his sister Jan. And Bobby, you know, Bobby's loyal to his wife and uh, has no part of it. And they, you know, uh, that whole under the boardwalk thing and uh, tries to get him to stop once. And Tony just eggs him on. and, And they have an epic fight. I mean, uh, and Tony takes the brunt of that. Uh, he takes a beating from Bobby in that fight. Right. Uh, that's the one time I think I, I, Tony got beat in the fight. And the whole thing with, with the Monopoly pieces, and Tony is stuck in his face. I mean, it was just great. I mean, it was. And the thing is, I remember they. that's when they divided season six into two parts. And I thought the first half of that season was a little slow, and that was the first episode of the second half, and, and, and it just kind of yeah. put the show right back on track. Right. Uh, I thought I thought it was a great fight. Uh, yeah. That was one of my favorites with that
1: one. Uh, there's going to be a lot more other fights that we're going to have to talk about right now, because people are saying them in the chat, but there are also other ones that I remember, so I'll kind of go through the ones from the chat. Yeah, so, yeah let's do that. There we uh, go. Glo- Gloria hitting Tony with the steak. Oh, that's great. Was, <laughs> it, was it London Royal? Here's your meat! Uh, Christopher's intervention.
0: Oh, was from that was Kevin. probably the other one I would have said. Oh, great yeah. fight.
1: Uh, but also, uh, I would consider this a fight is when uh, Richie hit Janice, and then she. And yeah. then Janice killed him.
0: <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, that that's but. That's, Ralphie
1: and, and Tony, Tony in the parking lot. Ralphie and Tony in t- Ralphie's house. That's t- all over the horse with the with the, the Lysol or whatever in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the hot, the stove and all that stuff going yep. on. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, the one in the parking lot as well. But then uh, there was the one I, I don't remember what, what the scenario was, what, how he just got out of the hospital. But when Tony got into it with his bodyguard to kind of show that it show his strength again, I don't remember if it, it wasn't yeah. from getting
0: was it, it's that one bodyguard. He always like beat the find a way to always like to always took it. It was that same bodyguard.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I don't remember what why he was in the hospital for. I don't I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know if that. Yeah. I don't know if it was after the hit after uh, Junior shot him or if it was earlier than that. I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't way back when he, when they had the attempted hit on him. I don't think. I think that yeah. was too early for him. Yeah.
0: that. A, a good one. Um, you know, this isn't a Tony fight. But the, and I know we talked about the scene before. It's when Paulie and Christopher come out of the restaurant. And Christopher gets stuck paying that big bill and doesn't tip the waiter. Yeah. Yeah. And then the waiter comes and says, something wrong with the service. And uh, then they just beat the, the crap out of him. Yeah. They just beat. I mean, they beat this guy to death.
1: Uh Jay brought up uh when Tony stomped that guy in New York after he had said something to Meadow. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. And then kind of that, that kind of keys off for me is when Johnny sack saw that guy in the bar. And uh, he, you know, he was laughing with the bartender and he kind of, for some reason thought they were talking about him or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And he kind of took a, you know, waited till he went outside and he kind of, stomped him and then he <laughs> took a leak on him after he got <laughs> the shit out of him <laughs> oh boy yeah. uh that that
0: that
1: that is a good one as well um uh the uh christopher and uh paulie and the russian guy oh valor that's a classic too in the uh <laughs> please put down the universal remote
0: universal remote <laughs> please put it down and then yeah they uh they on the dock (laughs) (laughs) that that's uh that's an epic one as well
1: uh jace was when uh christopher and tony chased down that guy we talked about that last week because of the driving yeah that doctor that they were trying to chase down for making the false uh insurance claims or whatever
0: yeah exactly exactly did, did Tony get into a fight with the guy who had the sporting goods store? I
1: don't think they ever got into a fight. I don't fight. think they
0: got into it. Yeah,
1: I was trying to think if there was a fight there or not. I think if anybody would have gotten into a fight, it would have been Richie. But yeah. I, don't, I still don't think that they actually got into a fight. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, the oh the uh, Shlomo the guy uh the hotel guy the jewish guy in the hotel
1: <laughs> yeah the advice they need to get from hash on how to solve that problem how to
0: solve that problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah they, uh there's definitely some epic fights uh good to see people uh kind of uh kind of coming in there How did jr you oh no that's t- junior yeah Oh, you know what? Well, this ain't really a fight. Nah, this is that's not the guy, Mikey Palmese. But he was shot. He, they didn't fight. They just they just gunned him down.
1: Well, you could do a Palmese one where he was uh, he was sitting in the car, and uh, Tony uh, beat the shit out of him, and then used the staple gun on him. Yeah, you could do that one.
0: How about the one of the construct the construction site one, where uh, they? I don't know who, who I forget who it was. It was the two guys at the construction site, and Finn sees it.
2: Was it a fight?
1: They, throw, it was...
0: well, they, it's I guess it's kind of like a. There's a he throws something in the guy's face or something like that. Oh, I don't remember uh, yeah. that. Yeah, that that's the one. But I was I'm trying to remember who who was involved with that. And then Finn gets horrified that he saw them beating this guy up. Basically, He's supposed, oh okay, I, th- it, I I remember that. I yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to remember who, who it was yeah well yeah definitely uh I'm sure there's some epic fights that we uh, Sylvia grabbing grab the andrian uh uh she tries to avoid being executed adria when she tries to avoid being executed yeah there's there's definitely some uh there wasn't yeah. like a cat fight in the show that i can remember there weren't two women who ever went at it
2: mm,
1: yeah I don't think so well
0: oh oh, hit, oh one more fight yeah. Artie Bucco trying to collect on the French guy.
1: Yeah, that was one of the saddest good. fights. <laughs>
0: Artie Bucco. <laughs> that just summed up the whole Artie Bucco character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that was uh, our Sopranos segment for this week. Thanks to everybody here. Uh, we got one more segment here. Um, and this is something Aaron. I'm trying something new here, so I don't know how it's going to work in the last segment. We'll see. I,
1: I read through it, I need to do a little prep.
0: Okay, okay, I, did, you, you
1: I, could, I, I, I read through it so I could do some prep because right, you could do some, some audible too if it's, it's 80, a so. they're good question. Okay, okay,
0: okay. So, uh, let me go get to the sponsors first. Uh, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman. The J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family premium cigar maker in America. For four generations and 127 years, J.C. Newman has been handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 112-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District in Tampa, Florida. At the factory known as El Hall, J.C. Newman was premium cigar by hand and hand-operated antique machines, including the American. J.C. Newman's pencil factory is the second largest in Nicaragua, and it's where Brickhouse, Pelo de Mar, El Batam, Corm, and Yagua cigars are hand-rolled. J.C. Newman's Diamond Crown, Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond cigars are handmade by Tabacolor A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With its longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newman's founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, healthcare, vocational attainment, and clean water. Visit JCDuman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders out of the Las Lavas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now, the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas cigars. You could try the Casa Cuevas line in Connecticut, or Maduro, La Mandaria Patrimonio, as well as the Cuevas Reserva line. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask your retailer for Casa Cuevas cigars, Casa Cuevas cigars from our Casa de Yours. And this is our Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. industry talk deliberation segment uh sponsored by Dunbarton tobacco and trust there's no deliberation when it comes to dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015 this has included seven consecutive top three appearances on the half wheel consensus including number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mi carita tricky traca you can visit DTT Cigars to find a purveyor that carries the brands of Dunbarton tobacco and trust all right this last segment is um a take it's kind of i stole it a bit from uh kma talk radio um mm-hmm. which actually came from hacking gourmet before that um and it's called a would you rather okay uh and basically it's two choices you pick one uh, but i made these all cigar specific because all these mm-hmm. other ones are not cigar specific so these are cigar specific they're industry specific um and i kind of geared some of these for you specifically
1: so, I uh, that, yes.
0: so, yes. Uh, and you'll notice one question in particular I think you'll get right away. Um, so, uh, we'll see how this goes. I, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but I'll answer these as well. So, the first question, all right, I was inspired by an email this week because I heard it was this brand's 10-year anniversary. <laughs> uh, and that's Nomad Cigar Company. And the question is, would you rather Nomad Cigar Company go back to Fred Rui or would you rather San Lucia go back to Oliva?
1: this is all these questions are tough. Yeah. Um, so I'll just get that one out of the way now. So I don't say it t- during every question, but um, <sighs> I would say Sam, Lucia see going back to Oliva. Interesting. And the reason I say that, not because I wouldn't like to see Fred do nomad, uh, you know, have that under his control again, because that would be awesome as well. But Um, I just, I don't know. I don't want to put this in a sad way or anything, but I just feel bad for kind of Sam's trajectory in the cigar industry. Right. So he leaves Oliva. He wants to create his own brand. They kind of hold him up, all that stuff. It kind of deflates it for a while. Um, he starts his own thing again. He kind of gets consumed by general and then it kind of, goes away again. Um and I just I would like to see another kind of reiteration of what he could do. And if he didn't have to to kind of maybe go out and do it on his own again. Um and he could, you know, kind of work in that structure that he had before. But maybe he didn't like it. And that's why he left. But um I would like to just see what he could what he could do continuing on.
0: I had the same answer by the way. And it was a tough one with me as well because I think don't get me wrong, I'd rather see Fred have Nomad back than how it is now. But I think in the whole new regime at Oliva, Sam could flourish there. I think again, yeah. Um, you know, he kind of had, he kind of gave Oliva this um, very contemporary, modern side. He was a little bit of a bad boy back then. Um, yes, and 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 I think, and I know there were he had issues with Oliva with you know when the Oliva family owned it, but I think in the new world order of things, I think he can flourish. I think he could actually flourish there very well, and I think he would. I think I'd love to see Sam back on uh,
1: brand development, you know, and, and that's why I would pick Sam as well on that. So now I'm going to extend this question. Not I'm not going to really extend it to a question. I'm just going to make, make a bit of a comment, maybe put, pose a question to you. In right. It. So, you know, when, when Sam's company got acquired by General and it kind of came in there, yeah. um, it kind of went through the process that we had seen at that kind of around that era for General of, They take a boutique brand and then they kind of just drive into the ground or they discontinue it pretty quickly, whatever it is that happens. And then now you see like with Matt Booth coming in, do you think they missed a huge opportunity with Sam could kind of take a bit? uh, And I'm not saying that Matt Booth is like the second choice because this is the, the completely different scenarios, big gaps in time and all that stuff. But did they miss an opportunity by maybe utilizing Sam in that? kind of a fashion that maybe that they're look they're using I'm not saying using is in that kind of a term, but that Matt's role is gonna kind of be with general here.
0: Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think they did. Um I mean he was brought in under the Dan Carr era. So this was Matt comes in under the Regis era. Yeah. Uh so again different different kind of management, but I think I mean that's what Sam I mean I was exci- I was more excited with Sam joining uh, Oliva, then uh, D- General, then at the time Tarantino coming in, because right. basically when Tarantino came in, they canned all. There was no Tarantinos coming in. Jack hadn't come in at that point. Yeah. But I thought Sam coming in there was like, this is going to really breathe some light. He's going to have more access to all these tobaccos. Um, and in the only thing they came out with was that, what is it that second the luchador, uh, luchador. With the Frog Splash cigar, was four by seventy box press, which I thought was an innovative size at the time, right? Right. Um, and it was actually not a bad blend, and I thought, you know, if you would put Sam in and kind of had him work on some of these other brands, yeah, I think there was a missed opportunity with that. I really do. Yeah. Now th- there was a lot probably behind the scenes we're not aware of that didn't right. work out, but I, I agree. With you. I, I think there was a missed opportunity with Sam. Uh, yeah. it's too bad it couldn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I, I really. I think Sam was very creative in what he did you know when he had Let's see of tobacco um it was it was red hot when that brand came out. I mean,
1: kind of spurred that little fire cure thing that was going on yeah, at the time there,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and even and even when the first Luchador came out, people were into it, so yeah. uh so yeah i I kind of think I kind of would say, yeah, I agree with you on that uh on that one, all right, second question. Would you rather smoke a cigar at a baseball game? And I'm assuming a major league game here yeah. or a restaurant. You can only do baseball, one of the
1: other. baseball game. No doubt.
0: No doubt. Baseball game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like having a cigar in the middle of dinner. Actually, I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Um, I, um, I really have never gotten an opportunity to do it at a baseball game. A yeah, minor league game once that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, uh, would have been really, really cool. Um, I do remember my grandfather smoking at Mets games and Phillies games. So right, um, he wouldn't go to Yankee games, but, uh, but yeah, I do remember
1: that. Yeah. I just think it was, I mean, with baseball being as like kind of relaxed as it is and you know, cigar smoking being a relaxing activity as well. I just think that they would go so well together, you know, that if you could be at the game while you're smoking and I, I you know, I'll watch games on TV while smoking a cigar, but it's not the same thing as being there if you could be in the crowd and all that stuff, I think that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, I agree. I think it's just part of the whole experience. Yeah. Um, But have you ever had an opportunity to do it at a baseball game?
1: No, yeah, uh, see, the closest I, I might ever be, be able to do that would be like um, at spring training where like you're out on the outfield, like on the, like the grass Hill. But I think even then it's, it's not allowed. So, um, you know, you'd have to, if you'd have to do it at like a game where like, there's nobody around and uh you know it's whatever so yeah. i've never i've never had that opportunity i did i, also, a, I have uh, gone to like softball games uh and smoked cigars uh yeah. at softball games but that's not the same thing so
0: yeah i, I did it at a blue hens game for single Delaware blue hens uh, single baseball yeah uh single baseball once but i wasn't like heavy into cigars back then right So i really can't uh count it that much uh so and it was probably some bundle cigar I was smoking that night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one's geared for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I I I researched this one. You I have to two cigars. Well. You have two cigars. All right. Yeah. The black labeled, the Blackworks Studio, Hyena Corona Gorder.
1: Yeah.
0: Or the Protocol Elliott Nest Natural.
1: And so the reason why Coop's saying that this is a tough one is because I scored these two cigars with the identical scorch, I want- <laughs> which is a six even. Yep. There so, was so evenly scored. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't have a catalog in my mind where like, I know exactly how I scored it and why I scored it a particular way. So right. the reason, one of the reasons that this site exists is so that I can catalog my smoking experiences and I, they just happen to be public that people can read them if they'd like. Um, so I went back and I looked through them and to, you know, get, you know, reinvigorate my thoughts on them. And between the two, um, uh, if I had to choose, I think I would choose the Elliot Ness natural over the hyena. Um, and the reason for that is because I felt like I got the more enjoyable smoking time through the first half of the cigar. Um, and in the hyena, it was just through like the first third and the fu- the fullness and the flavors from that uh, Elliot Ness, um were just a bit better in that you know, first half than I was getting from the hyena. So even though I s- still scored them identically um, overall, um, you know there are always going to be subtle nuances between the two that you can't like really show in a score. Um, so uh, I would go with that Elliot Ness natural.
0: I agree with you. I I would go protocol Elliot Ness natural over the hyrena conogora two two good cigars. You actually, now that was the, the Hyena was actually the number one developing pallets, uh cigar, but it was the other guys on the team that put it over the top. Yeah, it's
1: based on the four, the rankings from the four of us all together. Right. So right. it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that, you know, the highest scored cigar from all of us combined. Right. So right. It's just the way, and it's not an average of the scores. It's just like, how does this cigar rank overall for all the cigars you yep. scored that year? And just based on that number, that weighted scoring, that yep. it was number one. So yep. it definitely a good cigar. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yep. All right. All right. I, was, I, I didn't know how you were going to go with
0: this one. That was uh, interesting because I you know, I knew they were even. I tried to beat yep. two cigars that were evenly scored. Yep.
1: That's a good, good way to do it. Yep.
0: All right. Next question. Now, assume you can go to both of these trade shows for free. Yes. Meaning you have no cost out of pocket. Would you rather go to TPA and get a sample cigar at every booth? Yeah. Or would you rather go to PCA and get absolutely no samples?
1: So this is the least toughest question in the group for me. And that would be, I would go to PCA with no samples in a heartbeat over TPE with samples. I agree. Um, I had the same answer and it wasn't close. And it's not saying that TP is not um, a good event uh, or a fun event. Um, It's just that for PCA, um, you have more brand, more companies there. Uh, You will have usually the principal uh, of those companies there. And at TPE, you won't have as many companies and the principles may not be there for the companies. Um, yeah. And the PC is focused on the industry that I'm interested in. Uh, while well, the TPE is not. Um, the parties that the... Um, the parties that the uh, organizations put on, those don't matter to me. Um, and this is just based on all my opinion. Those don't matter to me. Um, but... Um, I feel that um, I have my time is more is use, more useful. Um, I have a better time um, when I'm able to talk to the most people and the people that um, this, this this sounds shitty the way I just laid it out. But I, you know, I, I do want I have relationships with with you know principals at these companies and things like that. I don't usually I don't know a lot of the reps. Um, because I only know, I would only know the reps that are in my area. So if like somebody that's, um, you know, manning a booth at TPE is, is the East coast rep. I don't know. I don't know them. So you have a tougher
0: time with that because the, also the reps in the West are just not as many. And there's a lot of right. like
1: brokers, a lot of brokers and stuff like that. Yeah. The, yeah,
0: so, I, yeah. That's a tough, because we, it's, we're a little spoiled in the East. I think with
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, yeah. PCA without a doubt would be my choice.
0: Yeah. Mine too. You know, here's the thing. As much as I say, it's about the free samples, right? I, I agree with all the reasons you said, but the samples I get at, at PCA, my guys who, who did the show this year, you know, Ben, Bear, and Aaron, right? They, like, if we didn't get, like, all get a sample, i sacrificed sacrifice mine for these guys because they, they did a lot for me at the show. And honestly, I'm not reviewing the cigar, right? So let them have it. There were a couple I kept, like the NFT cigar. I yeah. <laughs> That one I did keep back, but, but in general, I say, you know what? These guys—they worked the week off. They should get the. You know, if they missed the sample, let's get it. Like so, I've been joking with Hector. I didn't get any of the tenth anniversary cigars. I was the only one who didn't get it. Right. But you know, I don't know what happened. Hector kind of gave them out in piecemeal. Is what happened. So I just told those guys to to take take those. So yeah, yeah. It, 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 so I, I agree. We're we're so far all, all even on these. Yeah. All right. Next one. Now you haven't. This one, you haven't been the easier. I've been the one.
1: Would you rather go to Pro Cigar or Pro Sabor? I really can't make a choice on this. Um, I, haven't even be, I haven't been to either country at all. So I couldn't tell you that I like one country over the other more. Uh-huh. Um, and I couldn't tell you that there was a certain factory on the, on the tour list that I liked better than someone else. So I really could, could not tell you uh, which one I would prefer to go to. So I'm going to have to push on this one. Okay.
0: That's a fair one. Um, so with me... I've not been to Puro Sabor. I'd love to go, but I've been to Pro Cigar. But here's the thing: Pro Cigar is a known quantity to me. I know what I'm getting at Pro Cigar. Yeah, it's it's damn good. I I'd probably be rolling the dice a little with Pro Sabor. And if they, mm-hmm. if I only could go to one, I, I'd still go back to Pro Cigar.
1: Just because again, it's a known quantity. Right, so I, yeah, you know you know what you're gonna get. You had a good time, so right. obviously you know if yeah. you had a choice of. Yeah, I know that I'm gonna probably have. I know that I'm having a good time here. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. You're going to go to what what you know. kind of.
0: doesn't mean I don't want to go. Yeah. It's just being, uh, yeah. Now, if maybe something changes and Pro Cigar isn't the same experience, then that could change the answer. But right now, I would say, uh, with all due respect to Pro Cigar, I'd still go to Pro Cigar. All right. All right. Here's an interesting one I thought. When it comes to Vitola, like describing a Vitola size. Yeah. All right. Do you want to uh, see it as ring X length or length X rings? What I mean by that is a five by 50 or 50 by five.
1: Um, I'm only going to go with my choice based on what I'm used to. And I'm used to the, the length by the ring. Uh, So the five by 50 kind of moniker. Um, The only time I think I see it in reverse is if it's a, a ROA asylum uh, Vitola name or if it's like a European layout. Cause I think they I think European they go those are a ring and then they go by length by millimeters, if I under if I recall correctly, or maybe yeah. they don't. Yeah, but no, that's how they yeah, that's how they do I'm it. I'm just used to it. Uh, I'm an American, you know, we didn't want to switch the metric system, so I wouldn't switch what I what I already know on measurements. So I would just stick with length by ring.
0: Uh again, we're on the same wavelength with that. The only other company I'm seeing do it more now is Altidus with their mm. with their stuff. I'm seeing more I've noticed if you've watched some of their they're kind of going to the the 50 by 5, but uh, I know that uh Justo very much believes in the like the uh length by ring, the 50 by mm. 5. He's in great. he's said that's the way So very
1: they're... different between the brothers now, you're saying.
0: I think Christian's the same way.
1: I think they're both the same on that. No, no, no. All the all the Aroa and uh, Vitola names are ring by length. I said it wrong. Yes, that's I said it wrong. Yeah. Oh, so who so, is uh, the same way? Yeah, 50
0: by 5, right. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Instead of 5 by, yeah. They, so they, then they're, they, on,
1: they're on the same page. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Aroa is interesting because he doesn't, like, call things Robusto. He'll just call it, like, 50 by 5. Sure. Yeah, he doesn't give it a name. I can, I can respect that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's a better way to do it because then, you know, if you say Robusto and you're like, oh, that's a five by 52. Like I thought uh, to me Robusto five by 50. So yeah. we, we weren't on the same page. So yeah, if you just go by, uh, yeah. If you go by, uh, size, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Given there's only two choices for social media out there for cigars, Twitter yeah. and Instagram are your two yeah. choices. Which one? Instagram. God, I, I was going to say, I was going to say Twitter because I'm having you can still Twitter. say Twitter. I'm still gonna. Say, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I was uh, say, yeah. But YouTube, I had problem. I've been having problems with Instagram the last couple of days. So I'm Instagram
1: going. is just smoother, easier to use. I feel like um, Twitter's just it's, it's looking a little old. It's not. I, it, it's not a great platform. It, you know, I know it was great for. I know it was big for cigars back in the day, but that's gone away. It's, I think see, Instagram has far taken over.
0: I'm going to go Twitter. I'm going to be different on this one. Instagram just frustrates me. I can't get my videos (laughs) uploaded the last couple of days. I can't put links in there. I'm like, uh, I'm tired of Instagram reels. (laughs) We had a discussion on that earlier. I'm going Twitter, but I hate Twitter. I hate Twitter So, for all the reasons you said. (laughs) All right. And the last question. All right. And if folks want to answer this one, they can. Would you rather be locked in an empty warehouse with Steve Saka or Skip Martin.
1: So you have no this cigars. Is, it's an this MVP. is the <laughs> next. This is the next toughest question. Um, man, <laughs> like, this is hard. Like, <laughs> this is the one. Like after I read through it, that I still didn't know the answer to yet, and I'm half to deciding right now. Um, Saka. <laughs> Jay I'm probably going to lead towards Saka. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be able to give you a really good reason why I would choose one over the other. Um, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'd still lean towards Saka. I I just think maybe – I just think based on conversation styles – that I would, be, I would be more involved in the conversation with Steve than be more of a kind of an audience uh, with Skip. That's So I guess that's how I'll put it.
0: Okay. I'm going soccer because I think something would let Skip go down the political route. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Right. <laughs> that's the only reason. I mean, that was a very tough one, but that would be the only reason. Yeah. Uh, I think there could be some positives in 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 being locked long- in. <laughs> I don't, know. but uh, you know, it'd, it'd be a long night <laughs> if you're yeah. yeah, yeah. Soccer for the
1: booze. No, Skip would have booze, but it's empty. We're going empty here. Here's the thing. I, I I've had a chance to go to uh, the Roma headquarters a couple of times, and I've gotten to hang out with Skip uh, a bit, and. Uh, he and I, I think, are a bit similar in our kind of drinking uh, preferences. Huh? Um, he does enjoy some, you know, obviously he enjoys the rum. Uh, he'll enjoy some uh, whiskey and some bourbon at times. Uh, he will try the beer, try some beer, uh, but I think he also has that sweet tooth because I remember enjoying some craft uh, root beers and cream sodas with him. Um, and I'm, if it came down to it, I would probably have a soda over alcohol um just because uh, it's just a little more enjoyable to me but yeah um i know with steve steve's definitely on the scotch and the whiskey train there but um yes getting to hang out with skip a little bit um yeah he he's he's definitely kind of all over the place in what he'll what he'll drink and i'm kind of like that too i like to try a lot of different stuff so yeah
0: yeah well i wasn't locked in any place with soccer um when I was down at one of the Drew Cigar uh, State Cigar Soirees years ago, uh, I had a migraine attack, and I was like, I was like, hurting for a while. I actually went back to my room. I came back, and everyone was going to this nightclub, Cigar Zone, right? And I just said, I ain't going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, ain't my, it wasn't my scene. I would have probably went if I was all right, but I'm like, I'm not going, right? There's gonna be music and stuff there, and I was feeling better. Uh, and Soccer and Lafferty actually stood back that night, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually pretty cool conversation i mean but it wasn't we had plenty of cigars and stuff that night Mm -hmm. so uh and i guess the closest thing with skip he's been at the media house i mean they're both they're both good guys i mean it's not yeah i mean
1: this is like choosing like saying all right you have to you know if you can only hang out with one of your two kids right yeah which one do you choose like we're not saying we like one way better than the other one we're just saying like if you had to choose and you're choosing by the slimmest margins which one so yeah it's they're both great guys to hang out with i love i love uh Talking yeah. with them, listening yeah. to them, agree. all that stuff. Agree, agree.
0: yeah, agree. I, I just worry about Skip going down the political route. So
1: yeah, it's uh, gonna happen, but you, kinda, you know, you, uh, you, yeah. you
0: know that, you know that going in. Yeah, you know that going in exactly. All right, so that was this segment. I guess it went okay. So uh, I think it was really good. You got some, you got some really good questions yeah, we'll, in here. So we'll, we'll, we'll do this from time to time. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah I, like okay. I just said let's just take a shot. Uh, with it.
1: I, I will, I will come up with a set of questions geared towards you next time, maybe. Okay, we'll so, do that. That'll yep, be a we'll good. Do, one. Yep, we'll do that. That sounds good.
0: Yep. Uh we'll see. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh and everything's on the table. So yep. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh again, want to thank uh our audience, of course, for hanging in there. Uh thank Claudio as well. That was pretty good. Uh enjoyed catching up with him yeah. as well. Um, programming notes. No shows next week. Uh no show next week because I am gonna be a top golf. I'm going to be at a top golf event and I'm just looking f- forward to this. Right. <laughs> uh, but I will not get back in time. I can just tell yeah. you that. So it will be. Uh, so there's no, but we have a show the following week, uh 238 on the uh, 18th and uh, Renier Lorenzo uh, is yes. coming back. So there's a lot going on. Renier. We haven't had him on in a long time either. I think it's been about yep. three years. So, so yeah, Renier Lorenzo will be the guest uh, next uh, on the 18th. So stay tuned for that. Yep. All right. Um, that's about it. All right. That's it. Anything else?
1: No, I think we're all set.
0: All right. That's going to wrap up. Primetime Episode 237 is in the Annals of History for Thursday, August 4th. Now, Friday, August 5th on the East Coast. We'll see everybody next time. Take care, everybody.
1: See you guys.